Hello, Internet, and welcome to the Friendship Snake Podcast. I am one of your regular hosts, Wade Mariano, and I am joined again, as always, by... Trace Finicaro. Lance Asp, member of InSnake. That is uh, that is Gunnar Kennedy, and we are also joined by a very special guest today. She is a hairstylist, a cat enthusiast, and most importantly, a very, very dear friend to uh, us and the show, a one Emily Sievers. Emily, how you doing? I'm doing well. Thanks. Ooh. Fantastic. Thanks for having me. Yes, it is uh, in commemoration. Someone actually told me that it is Small Business Week. I don't know if that is true or not, but uh, that's kind of what we're going to start <laughs> kick off the podcast with. We're going to talk about uh, small business ownership and uh, things of nat- nature because we do have two entrepreneurial, pupi- yeah, entrepreneurial <clears throat> people here. Trace uh, owns his own business and Emily owns her own business too, essentially. So let's start it off. Trace... Emily, who wants to go first? Who wants to... I'll uh, I'll start it off. So the topic that I wanted to pick was owning a business, uh, self-employment, or as Wade introduced it, small business. Um, There's certain challenges that people that run their own business have to go through that you wouldn't normally face if you were worked for another employer. And... The, uh, the first person that came to mind is the woman that cuts my hair, which is Emily. And um, she's been doing it for a long time. She knew what she wanted to do and she went to school for it. And she's been, as far as I know, been running her own gig for a long time now. So uh, Emily, tell us, so you, you, you cut hair, but you don't work for somebody else, right? How does how does it Correct. work? I have been a booth renter for 16 years. I, through school, did the BOSUS program for cosmetology, and I ended up, before I even graduated, finished my hours, had my temporary license, popped into a place, said, I want a job, boom, I had the job. The woman that owned the place was going out maternity leave, so I had a nice little niche to kind of jump into. Her clients overflowed to the other girls, their clients overflowed to me, so I essentially kind of just got into it. Um, Terrible idea, fresh out of school, to be a booth renter. There's not a lot of money because you are relying on whoever comes in and that is what you make. So I would always recommend to start off with some place that probably pays you hourly. (laughs) I had a lot of weeks in the negatives. I had a lot of times where I went home and cried. Um, Not the best experience, but I did enjoy being um, my own boss, essentially. And when you say booth renter, for people that, that uh, that don't do this type of work, um, when you say booth renter, it, can you just walk into any salon, they got an empty booth and say, hey, I want to rent it? Or are salons set up where it's usually one or the other? So you know, if you go to like one, one of those, or the other, one or the other, you walk into cost cutters or someplace like that, you are working for somebody else. You are being told what products to use. You are being told what hours you're working. You are being told a lot of things. And uh I get to use whatever I want. I can do a mod podge of different products and brands. I can work until 10 o'clock at night. I can go in on a Sunday. I can do all those wonderful things that other people can't do. I have a landlord. I pay him a certain amount of money each week to come and go as I please, essentially. And I should say that loosely because honestly, <laughs> my clients run my life. That's probably the biggest thing. Um, I have a lot of friends who think like, hey, you're self-employed, take the time off. Don't go to work. Take a vacation. Come see me. You can change your schedule. 
hustlers got to hustle. You can't change your schedule when no, you hustle, have a hundred clients hustle, who, who work hustle the, the regular hustle. hours, getting out at five. I have to be there when they get out of work. I can't just, you know, I can't just not be there for them. So and you got people that need to come in every two weeks, every four weeks. If I take a week off, I've got a whole week of people to put somewhere else, and it makes my life pretty, pretty crazy. Yeah, that's an interesting point. So most people they work, whether it's a nine to five or they work a different shift, but they they work for an employer. There's somebody there to cover if yes. they're not there um, since you run your own business you said your clients run your life uh, what happens let's say let's say you come down with the flu right I go to work <laughs> in, in 16 years um, I have taken four quote-unquote sick days and those sick days have only been because I threw my back out and I could not get out of my bed other than that I would puke all night Maybe get to bed about mm, seven, sleep until 10, get up, get showered, ready, go to work and tell people, look, I've been sick. Your options are, <laughs> I cut your hair today or you're out six weeks because I don't have any room right now. So yeah, no no calling in, no, thank God I don't have kids and I, I don't have to just tell clients, sorry, I can't make it, gotta take my kid to the doctors or they've got something else to do. It's like, I would have no room to have other people in my life dictating time. So no. I have a question. Um, yeah. That I kind of thought of because Trace's uh, business, small business ownership, is a little bit definitely different from yours. Different. Trace's kind of is, is like a side hustle now, or you know, and it's but yours is like this is this is your full time job. Yes. So at what point? What was the what was the moment where you decided like? Because I mean, personally, I think about it, it makes me very anxious. Like, what if I don't make enough money? Like, what if I can't pay my bills? What if this happens? What if that happens? What was the moment, or what was it like? If you describe it, where you just said. Okay, I'm gonna do it. I'm gonna take like the plunge. Did it even feel like a plunge to you? No. Maybe it didn't. No, because I started fresh out of school. Mm -hmm. I was still living at home. I didn't have a car payment. I didn't have a mortgage. I didn't have anything. So, uh, in the beginning, when I wasn't making money, you know, and it wasn't negatives or just minimal, it didn't matter because I had no real expenses. I got the the luxury of being home and and not having any payments. So as I grew, as I got more clients, as I became more steady, as I made more money, and my as I got older and because I was 18 when I started sure so as I got older and then the responsibilities were kicking in I was making more money and again I mean I had a lot of life easy I stayed at home until I had to move out and that I mean it just kind of very easily flowed for me I never had to worry I don't have kids I don't have anybody else to really worry about other than myself so the expenses are what I make not what anyone else makes for me so it's pretty easy. And to me, when it comes to being self-employed, one of the scariest things to me, um, and I'm sure it, it's a scary thing to you as well, is some of the comforts you get from your employer you don't get. Um, one of them that comes to mind, I'm sure listeners are thinking of this already, is healthcare, right? And the previous, our previous president no decided he was going to try to fix this problem. Um, he was going to try to make a healthcare that was universal, that you didn't really need employer-based healthcare. And since you and I have talked about this in the past, this really, to me, it's a hot topic. It's, it's something that you have real life experience with. And I've even heard you tell me some stories about things. Um, I, the, the one that I, the one that I loved was uh, the dentist. And you talked about how um, 
you'd actually argue with the dentist about what they were going to do. And, and you actually would argue about which services. Was it the x-ray? Was that the one? You're like, I don't need an x-ray. These no. are things the average consumer no. wouldn't. Um, I would go in for like a, a cleaning and I'd sit down. I love my hygienist. She does a great job. She's the one in there seeing my teeth. She knows what she's doing. She knows what she saw. If I have a cavity, she'll tell me. So <clears throat> her fee is separate from the actual dentist rolling his chair in to check over her work and look over my teeth and tell me if I have a cavity or not. Um, no, thank you. I don't need to spend an extra 40 or $50 for you to tell me what my hygienist can tell me. So that's that was the, the issue. Like, I'm not paying the extra money for that. So it is like the, uh, like the healthcare situation. Like, do you have, like, health insurance? I or do. is it offered? Like, how does that work? Well, <laughs> once I turned 18, I had none. Right. And I went from then until the Obamacare made me have insurance with out having anything. I, I hadn't even seen a pediatrician until by fluke I ended up in a hospital and, or I hadn't seen anyone since my pediatrician and then by fluke hospital, guy that saw me said, oh, I can be your doctor now and I got a doctor that way. And he's like, oh, you should have a place. I'm like, that's great. Well, I tried to get into your place. And when I called, I said, hey, I'm looking for a doctor. Could I get in here? And their next question was, oh, sure. Who's your, who's your insurance company? Well, I don't have insurance. So the next statement was, oh, we're not accepting new patients right now. And then I told the doctor that. I said, I tried. I tried very hard to get into your place. So he says, well, you've seen me now. So now you are my patient and you can get in. Wonderful. I called the place back. Doctor wants to see me. I'd like to get in. Oh, okay. Well, who's your health care or who's your insurance provider? Well, I don't have insurance. Okay. So you need to go to our clinic. I'm sorry. We're not going to take you here. So, so the doctor told you he would <clears throat> take you. Yes. They, they actually were nice enough to extend the call out and mm -hmm. set up a follow-up or set up your, your... He wanted to see me in like well two visit. days. And the place where he worked the majority of the time wouldn't take me. He does work at a clinic and I could go see him there, but he was only there on Tuesdays and Thursdays. So now whatever day of the week this was, it wasn't going to be two days to follow up with him. It was going to be more like a week. And I said to the woman, what the hell's the point? He wants to see me in a couple days and I can't see him for a week. I might as well not even make the appointment. So again, no insurance for a while. Then Obamacare, I went the first year, paid the penalty. Second year, decided to get the insurance. It wasn't great. I mean, I've got $1,500 deductible. I was paying 200 something dollars a month. And then going to the doctor's office, I was still paying full bills. Right, now when you say $1,500 deductible, that's for the health side, right? Or that, because, because they split it up, right? Your deduct, is your deductible cover your, your dental and your... <laughs> I don't have dental. You I don't, don't have dental. No, okay. Okay. no. So I still pay for everything. And I see a lot of specialists. I see dermatologists, which doesn't take the insurance that I have now. I see a chiropractor who does not take the insurance that I have now. I have eye doctor who does, who it doesn't cover eye care. So I'm paying for all these specialists. The dermatologist doesn't take it. I spent $150 on just a checkup the other day. Just a checkup. Just for him to look me over in 10 minutes and say, you're good for another year. And so, again, I'm paying all this money for an insurance with a high deductible. And and I'm still paying full prices when I go to see everybody. It's it's really kind of inconvenient. But for catastrophe, I mean, it's there. It's my safety right. net for the big deal, I guess. Right. But. Yeah, so that's one thing that the employer would give you, right, yes. is the health care. I have to say, um, my boyfriend's got great coverage. Everywhere he goes, he barely sees a bill. Now it might be a little different. I think it has changed and adjusted, but most of the time, 
he he just handed it into insurance and got the little thing that says you're taken care of, no big deal. Now, how did the how did your 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 dentist react to you telling him screw off? I just want to see the hygienist today. He didn't because I said it to the hygienist, not to him. <laughs> <laughs> so it wasn't a big deal. Uh, but but they were able to waive his checkup then. They were yeah. They were perfectly yeah. okay. I could with, deny him. You can deny mm -hmm. him because I've noticed this too. I do have insurance, fortunately. Um, even though I I do own a business, I'm also uh, employed. Um, I work two jobs, and my day job covers uh, most of that stuff. And my when it comes to well visits, preventive care, it's all covered. But when I go in, I, I notice that too. The hygienist, she has her own opinion, mm -hmm. right? She says, ah, eh, you look pretty good, but. Let me bring in boss man. Yeah, if she had said that, it might be a different story. But again, she knows what she's looking at. She's been doing it for how many years? She did the same schooling. She knows. If she thinks it's something she really needs the dentist to look at, that would be something I would take into consideration. And, and I think about stuff like this in two ways. As a business owner, I think about, hey, well, let's say, I mean, how much How much did that end up costing at the end of the visit, if you don't mind me asking? The cleaning? The cleaning, yeah. Um, I don't think most people I don't believe that I was around like 130 for just the cleaning mm -hmm. or let's say bit. it's 130 and it was an extra like 50 extra bucks. 40 or 50 for the dentist to for come the in. dentist mm -hmm. for the dentist and then x-rays are usually around like the $200 and the chiropractor I go see is like $38 every single visit and again the dermatologist was 150 for a visit and so from a business perspective right if you look at that, let's say it's one hundred and twenty dollars, mm -hmm. right? And then it's fifty more for, for for the dentist to come in. It's not quite thirty percent, but it's close, right? So that could be thirty percent of all uh, uh, cleanings they could be losing if everybody came in and made the same argument, right? And what I don't know is I don't know if that extra fifty dollars the dentist does because he needs to stay in business that way, or if that fifty dollars is actually because. When the insurance providers come along, like the like the big monster Blue Cross Blue Shields of the world come along, they actually have to do the service for a price lower than what they than, than what they would normally administer it as. And if that fifty dollars was just invented, so that they could bring it back up to the actual value of the service that they offer. Yeah, I mean it's definitely that's definitely tied into. It. I only can speak on it because my mom, uh, my mother, manages a dental office, so. The insurance companies dictate to you what they're going to pay, and then you, in part, decide whether or not you're going to participate with that certain insurance company. It's just now some practices jack it up a little more because they feel that their service is a little bit better, or they feel that they need to make this amount of money because that's what their business model is. Because at the end of the day, the dentist is running their own business as well, right? Well, no, so in this, this gets into this gets into like the 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 the, the, the dual sides of the coin here, because Trace and Emily have businesses where they have to price based on this is what somebody's right. actually willing to pay exactly versus, have, versus having to deal with an insurance company as your primary payment provider and effectively they can do that walmart velasti pickle bullshit where it's like you're losing money you're losing money on every sale that you make you do but you hopefully make up for it in volume so so the walmart vlasic pickle ordeal Yes. Explain this because I think that everybody just heard that and they said, "What the fuck are you talking about?" I happen to know what you're talking about. Um, explain the Walmart Vlasic pickle problem. So, uh, many, many, many years ago, there was a situation where, uh, when Walmart was on its upswing as the biggest grocery store in the country, they had a contract that they had done initially 
with uh, Vlasic Pickles, which I think they're still kicking around. I haven't gone they're pickle shopping in a while. <laughs> yes, but the, the the issue was is that Walmart Walmart is very famous for bullying their suppliers to a point where they they can't act, their suppliers can't actually make money doing business with them. If not, they actually lose money. And what uh, Walmart did was they as as part of the part of their ethos, uh, they kept reducing the uh, actual what is it the pay rate for each how many tons of pickles that they would buy from Vlasic, and they got to a point where they kept increasing the package size because they, you know they, that was that was the premium to drive people in, and what they what they ended up happening was that Walmart was uh, I I get I, 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 my my brain is crumbling because I can't remember the exact word. Basically, there are items that stores sell stores sell that are called uh, bait items. So it's something that the store may not necessarily make money on, but it gets people in there and they can use higher markup. And Walmart's great innovation in the retail space was they make money on everything they sell. They just stick their suppliers with the the, the, the loss. And that was it, is that uh, effectively... Vlasic had to lose sales on every one of their. They had to lose money on every one of the pickle, the the jar of pickles that they sold to Walmart. Otherwise, Walmart wouldn't buy any of the rest of the portfolio of their right, products. But they're selling, so they're still making. No, Vlasic lost money. Right. Walmart made uh -huh. it. So basically, you know, because usually you'll have an, you'll have a sale item in a store, and like you know, if you do good business, generally you try and make money on everything. But you know, like you have, you have your, your your lead items. Like in a flyer or something like that, the store actually doesn't make money necessarily on them. So, are you well, saying that, like Trace and I apply this? You're no, so, so I we think keep he's trying it low. To, to bring it back, he's trying to talk about this idea of gatekeeper bullying, right? In the case of the insurance world, the the gatekeeper is the actual insurance provider. They're the ones that lowball the dentist. And what happens is the right. dentist has to offer his service lower, and he has to compensate for that somehow, right. which means overcharging somewhere else. And so you think they'd like us self-pay people? You think you, they'd like that? You'd think they would. The problem is, is that they don't have they don't have a program set up to give you actual actual price. That's the real issue. Is because they've smoke screened the price of the services so much because they don't want to lie to the insurance companies right. that they have to give you the same price that they would actually charge. It's and, and what happens is Blue Cross, to be in network with Blue Cross, for example, you have to meet Blue Cross's um, maximum amount of payment that they'll give you for a service. So they end up settling at something like 70 or 80% of the services rendered. You, since you do not have Blue Cross, normally if you were to just go there and buy their services if you were paying it off of the shelf, you would actually pay 20 or 30% more for the services because you're not in network and you don't have that lower price. And what Gunner's saying is Gunner's saying that it's not just us as the consumer. This extends to companies like Walmart where Walmart's the gatekeeper. If you don't have a big box uh, like Walmart partnered with with a big you know pickle company like Velastic. Velastic can actually go out of business, so they're at the mercy of Walmart right. to actually jurisdict the pricing for the product. Right. It's almost as if um, Velastic, yes, they provided pickles for Walmart, so now the prestige of their company is everyone wants pickles, right, from Velastic or something like that. Right. They're out there. They're known. They're going to have to. They're going to have to make their <clears throat> monies with other vendors, essentially, like because with Walmart. It's scorched earth, essentially. Like they've already right. been Vlasic, bullied into submission. If Vlasic were to burn anything. that bridge, then Clawson would be the next big. Which are also delicious. <laughs> <laughs> well, no, but it's like um, you know, and again, not too much insider information, but like uh, at least locally, 
uh, Burn Dairy was up to their eyeballs with Walmart contracts, and Burn Dairy like lost lost money on that hands and feet because they couldn't actually deliver the quantities that Walmart was demanding of them so their contract so you have a contract and you're contracting out to other dairies to fill right your contract have you heard the latest no so just because i work in the dairy industry oh, I disavowed um walmart has a plan within the next few years they're gonna have their own dairy I, yep, they're sorry. done they're they're done uh they're gonna be done contracting other dairy providers they want to be able to offer a dollar gallon um, milk, which is like now it's like a dollar seventy nine. It's gonna be dog milk. So they're gonna cut all the middlemen out and try it. And mm. this is just I don't mm. want to get on this like Walmart dog milk. thing. Dog milk. Yeah, but I mean, frankly, it's garbage though. I mean, there's your what you do is you offer this or cat milk, cheap cheap price. Get cat milk. so that everyone goes. So you get to a dollar a gallon. It's cat milk. Oh, and I it, only buy milk for my cat anyway. I don't drink it. <laughs> I drink almond milk. <laughs> it's a circle of life. We make that too, but uh. How do you milk an almond? What's that? How do you milk an almond? I mean, you crush to, it. Do you have to? Do you have to sweet talk it first? No. Well, it's only female almonds. Mm. I I I don't really wish to impose a gender on an almond that it hasn't chosen itself, sir. Are you saying right. all almonds are they're hermaphrodites? I'm saying that all almonds no. have agency over themselves, and I respect their life decisions, sir. You don't know if they're female or male. They might not identify with that. That's. Regardless, big business can suck a lot of the time, but working for big business sometimes makes life a little Glad bit easier. Yeah, so another thing that comes to my mind, um, besides uh, besides healthcare, is is retirement planning. <laughs> so, Emily, how's your retirement planning? It's tough. I the only I time I actually donate to my, my retirement because I, I don't have someone putting in or matching me. I don't have a paycheck where money gets taken out of it every single week, and I have to try to be conscious about it. And I have to say, the biggest pusher for me to donate to my IRAs is at the end of the year when I am doing my taxes, <laughs> because every year, I, I increase every year, whether it's you know by a grand, whether it's by $100, I've only had one year in the time I've been working where I kind of broke even or was a little less. Other than that, I, I increase every single year. So, I mean, that's why I run, run into less and less time for myself because the business gets bigger and bigger. I'm working more and more. And when I'm doing my taxes and I realize that I made more than last year and I go based on an estimated tax. So I pay every quarter. Mm -hmm. I figure I'm going to make about the same, same amount as I did last year. So every quarter I pay in about two grand or somewhere near there towards taxes and at the end of the year when it says oh, you didn't pay enough I'm like how can I not pay in to taxes and usually that's putting into an IRA if I put money into something like that I can use that as a write-off and then either break even or get a hundred bucks back or something so that's the biggest pusher for me to donate to my IRA not that I'm gonna need that I'm already ex I've already accepted the fact I'm gonna work till I die but um, yeah, taxes. They push me into uh, donating. So, and I guess here's 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 the other thing too, because you know, and it, my father's in the same situation as well. But how how much how much of the retirement plan in the particular you know as 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 a person who went to school for this as well, but is not active, well, cannot state that they are legally practicing or actively practicing. 
What Gunner's saying is that he cuts hair, too. I do not cut hair, sir. <laughs> New York State cannot prove that or disprove that. Anybody can cut hair. If you want to cut your kid's hair, you can do that. Mm-hmm. If you're turning it into something where you're making a profit, yes, you that is a little be, different. Well, but, but even that, it's, it's so, it, I, I guess where the reference is, is that I'm familiar with this industry. Mm-hmm. But how much of the retirement plan of people who work in it comes down to they're depending on their significant other's well, I have plan. a boyfriend I've been with but, 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 for four and a half years, but, but, but long, has no know, plans on getting married. So no, I don't but, have a significant other truly to rely on. No, and I'm not, but I, I'm, I'm, not, I'm not saying that I that have is, myself. No, but I, I'm, I'm, saying, I'm not saying, I'm not saying, and I guess I, that is not, I'm not, nice. fra- I'm, not, I'm not framing that in that context, but how many people, how many people in the industry, you know, like how, how much of it comes down to that because it is just so fucked up. Oh, I'm as sure. Far well, as, because when you get married and you're, you're connected to someone, you know, if something happens to them, you've got the life insurance or you collect their retirement or their social security, you kind of get a little bit of help. But I mean, yeah, because my, my father's in the same situation, like my, my, my father's retirement plan is effectively at this point waiting for my mother to retire because mm-hmm. we we just we just went through too rough a stretch there a while back. And right. he, he doesn't have one. You know, I mean, like we have the we have the family business and stuff like that, but that's not. So, Gunnar, you're talking about your father's retirement plan. What was he, was he self-employed as well? Uh, well, I mean, he he is now for the last like five or six years. We have the uh, Utopia Farms deal, but uh, before that, he was actually in business with my uncle and an auto shop. But he just burned through his 401k, basically funding that. You know, again, the, the best way to make a small fortune is to start with a big. <laughs> uh, now, um, Emily. Right now, you're operating as uh, self-employed, and like you said, each year you're seeing more revenue come in uh, year after year. You're able to set some of it aside. Um, okay. You obviously have to put some of it towards your own your own health care, mm-hmm. um, and it sounds like your dental, you're paying out of pocket, which Everything. is crazy. Pocket, <laughs> it's completely crazy, um, although sometimes I do wonder if the amount I pay in dental, if I were to just add it up. And just pay for my it, services. It'd be less than your your insurance that you pay, obviously. But the hard part for me is that I pay for an insurance, but it still doesn't. Uh, there's not much that I do that takes that off of that. Yeah, that takes off my deductible or gets me to a point where they can cover for me. So it's I have like both. I have like like it's almost like I don't have insurance again. Okay, because. Well, yeah, and I guess because you know, and I, I also heard you like you talked about your two things there, and I noticed that the, the third option wasn't even mentioned because you know, like you either go work for somebody else, mm-hmm. I've rent thought a about booth, it, or you make you know you, you get to the final Pokemon evolution where you buy you buy your own place That's, and then that become going to be my next question. The, 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 I don't want to take care of other people. I don't want to worry about if they make it to work. Yeah. If they if they're taking products. If they're not cleaning up. I don't want that responsibility. I would if I did open up my own shop where I didn't rent from somebody. You'd be a landlord. Yeah. And you know what? And and I wouldn't mind if I had a house in an area where I could act, actually work out of my house. I would like to do it that way because then I'm not paying for an extra building. Mm-hmm. I'm paying my mortgage and I've got my business right there. I'm not paying extra electric or water. It's just part of my bill. So there's only one service fee. You know, that that ideally would be great. And I wouldn't mind having maybe one person coming in and working with me, but I would not want to take care of other people and worry about them coming and going. And it's it's hard enough worrying about your stuff in a group with other people in a building, you know, that the building doesn't belong to me, but my stuff 
in there. All belongs to me. You yeah, know, it's I have my own. Job, I bought right? my own chair. I bought my own mats, my own cones, my own cupboards, my own colors, everything, nail stations, dremels, lights, all that. Mine. I still have to worry about mm-hmm. you know, other people, and I don't like that. I'd like to be alone. <laughs> Sidebar. Like to be by myself. If you uh, were to work shit. out of your own house, mm-hmm. Trace might be able to answer this because I mean your business is out of your home. Can you? Is that part of a tax write-off? If you, as far as using yeah, your it, home as an office? Yes. Yeah, so the way the IRS sees it, and I use the IRS. I, I assume New York tries to tries to follow suit with what the uh, what the what the federal government does. But the way the IRS sees it is, if you have a workplace that's shared occupancy with your home. If if part of the workplace is dedicated for work, that percentage of your home becomes a business write-off. So let's say the whole downstairs of her home is her hair salon. And if that's 50% of the square footage of her entire home, then she can write off 50% of her expenses. Mm. Certain things, of course, are 100% write-off, and you know this. Um, cell phone is great. It's 100% write-off. That's terrific. Well, I can't 100% because I have other people on my account. Oh, you have so, a shared cell phone account. So, but my portion of the cell phone, I do write-off because that is now my main source of... Um, Customer interaction? Yes. That yeah. They Facebook me. They text me. They send me emails. They call me. They everything. That's, and that's how a, people get me. That's a slight change because... It used to be the idea that if you had a if you had a home phone, right, come into your house, you have the old landline, you could only write off the percentage of right. that landline. But what, what what's even stranger is that that percentage of the landline was was pennies compared to what people are paying now with a cell phone bill. So it really, I think, is a huge advantage that the IRS allows you to write the yes. entire cell phone bill off because for some people, for the data, um, it could be well over a hundred dollars a month. Which is, I don't, what would you say, ten times that of the of the old. Uh, the See, old I have line. to have the data because I have so many clients who like. We used to have magazines like with hairstyles in them, or the mm-hmm. books with hairstyles. People don't use those anymore. People send you images of the celebrity's hairstyle they want or of the cut they had last year. I would and, like to style. So you have to wig, have the data plans darling. on your phone because you have to receive these images they want to send you. Right. And, so. and if not, you'd have to rely on that landlord giving you a dedicated internet access. But even right. then, it's not like you're only accessing, um, you're only using data while you're at work. You're going to be doing right. it while you're home. Right. Oh, God, all hours of the night I get texts from people, why I'm thinking of it, I want to let you know I have to cancel. Or when you get a chance, can you find a spot for a highlight? Haha, <laughs> sure, I'll look, I'll get right on that right now. Yeah, no, so it's all the time. Where's and I don't mind. I really, honestly, I'd rather them text me as soon as they think of it so I have it, so I can work on it when I get the opportunity. But it's it's all the time. So I want to definitely ask you both a question, um, like a general question, I guess. So you hear about the, the American dream, right? And that technically you guys would be living partially anyway, the American dream. You can go out and if you, you, know, you, you put in the effort and you work your butt off, you can do good. Um, a lot of people think that in the current economic climate specifically that that's not really a viable option for a lot of people Um, so what are your opinions I'll ask you a two part question one do you think that that's actually like you know you can definitely do this or maybe there were some things that fell fell in in place that if hadn't you wouldn't be able to do this and two if you kind of feel like that's not the climate what are some things that maybe you could get some help with whether it's 
I don't know, something that we could do differently as a society or a government or whatever, things that you think, you know, seem somewhat reasonable, um, but you think that probably should be kind of given to the small guy to help help out. I love the philosophical talking points. Um, American Dream has probably, probably say it's changed. At one point, the American Dream was simply to live in America with a family and mm-hmm. a job, be able to pay your bills. You know, not be not be worried about war, not be worried about poverty, not be worried about disease. Um, so, in, I don't think America has a dream. <laughs> yeah, in that sense, right? We're all living the American dream. Um, but I, you're right, Wade. Most in in modern day, the American dream in modern day is I'm a self-made man, I'm a self-made millionaire, or I'm you know everything that I I have I did myself. Mommy and daddy didn't pay for this. So I, w- I would say that the definition of American dream has changed. Well, you know, but you also get into that whole thing where it's like, you know, the, the pitch is, is that America is composed of, of the the rich and the yet to be, you know, the, the soon to be rich. Everybody wants to be rich. And the, pro- the problem with that is, is that at the same time, the people who are pitching that are also the people who are basically changing the laws in the country so that never fucking happens again. Well, and, and that's, I think that's a... Uh, Really, my answer is, is I'm not sure if I'm in the American dream or the American nightmare. And the reason it's that tough. I say that, yeah, it's tough, right? I go to work nine to five, and then I get home, and I have my family time, and then I start my company. Mm-hmm. Um, in my company, I can work off hours. Um, I can't work by myself. Unfortunately, I do rely on other people. Um, I run a software company with my with my brother, and I have... I have some programmers, some of them are local, um, some of them are a few hours away, and some of them are, are in other countries and other time zones. But the amount of the amount of stress and the amount of work stress is a big yeah big thing. I I wake up and I check my phone and you know, a programmer that that lives um, you know, let's say Germany for example, might have finally replied uh, to, to to a request, something that we're waiting on, something that the business really needs and I, I wake up with that email and some people would say I need to manage my time better but I don't have a lot of time I to, yeah I don't have a lot of time in the day so when you ask about the American dream I'm not too sure I also I don't know what it was like for you know let's say my grandfather my grandfather um, he was the only or at least the first of his siblings born in the United States so it's completely different he dropped out of school at at um, I think the third grade Right, so that he could work on a farm. Yeah, that was stressful because they were worried about having enough money or enough food to live. However, I do wonder what the feeling of stress was then. Was he, he certainly didn't care about a guy in Germany that when he woke up in the morning, he cared about his mom and his dad and his siblings and whether they'd be able to eat. Reading and writing was an option then, right? He, he, when he dropped out of the third grade, fortunately, he had, he had learned to write, but barely. So the, the way that people thought about what an American dream was then was completely different. And he, he definitely worked harder from a labor perspective than I do. I do most of my work sitting down. Um, but I also, I, I feel that, that sometimes the lack of working with my hands all day, the lack of sweating and and tearing up dirt and, and you know getting burned by the sun 
not having that in my life, I think that's part of, of what we're supposed to be. I think that we're supposed to be outdoors. We're supposed to be uh, hunting and gathering. Maybe not hunting, <laughs> but we're at least supposed to be outdoors. And I'd be a good gatherer. <laughs> I'm great sometimes, at it. Sometimes the things that you're gathering require you to hit them with sticks until they stop moving. Well, I mean, I guess, uh, then I guess, I mean, it's no doubt the generation that comes next is always softer than the generation that was before is I, the american dream just evolving and changing i mean that's there's no that's dream. not I, I, there's no I, dream i want to deny that i want to attach a caveat yeah i i really feel like my nieces my you know the the, the generation that my nieces are part of are going to be dealing with some serious Everybody existential wants something existential for nothing shit. in these new generations. Like no, no, I, you know, like, you know, we we have we have the problem of we're like right now we're in like the, what they call it the problem of plenty where you know like there has you know like you talk about like everything's expandable, everything is garbage, everything's replaceable. You don't have to work for it. Yeah, Give but it you, to me. Well, I deserve no, it. But but part of that too is that effectively it's a way of it's a way of papering over real problems like if you can if you can if you can immediately satisfy some needs people will not pay attention to the real ones and if you just throw enough of the if you throw enough of the fucking you know the fucking cheap paperboard trinkets to paper you know to, to distract people like yeah. the real stuff isn't like we got we got real we got real problems like that are kind of like just kind of being ignored like uh nestle just got a whole thing they're pumping they're like they're pumping water out of Lake Michigan. It's the bottle now. Yeah. It's Thanks their lake. Thanks, EPA. <laughs> so, Gunnar, let's let's talk let's talk a little bit about the Nestle problem. Um, from what I understand, Nestle has actually been trying to take over bodies of water, saying that it's their own. It's no longer water a yes. resources, right? Is what they're trying to yeah, they're trying to claim water rights. Like over. You, you know, this is the, you know, and again, you, you get into like the whole like the the Great Lakes. People have been trying to 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 to. to, to stick a straw on that you know outside of the states that actually border it for probably decades now but you know it's kind of a free-for-all because the rat the rats the rats know that ugly stuff is coming and as long as they can get you know as long as they can get enough fellow rats to hang around with, with them with big enough sticks and you know they throw enough pay you know they throw enough a pay they, they throw enough paper trinkets at people early enough they can get in a position where they they, they, they they don't get called out on it and maybe they can get away with it. So or they can get away with it long enough so, to make money. So the, the idea, though, is uh, is that Nestle wants to <clears throat> actually license, right? They want to they say, hey, this is our body they of water. They want to say that, like, yeah. And that anybody that wants access to it has to pay royalties on it, right? Yeah, yep. like they own the water. Like that... Uh, it's fucking garbage. So, so to Gunnar's <laughs> point, right, it, the American dream... The American dream can quickly dissolve, and the problems that people suffer, it's not whether or not I have enough money to have a family and be happy. It's how do I get back my fucking lake, right? That could be the next generation's problem. Right, well, I guess it just pushes and pushes, right? Like, you just keep pushing and pushing. Like, you know, I, I heard a study today. This is getting way off topic, but I'm going to go there anyway. On NPR, that uh, voter turnout for the state of New York is, like, absolutely awful. 
And I said it didn't really surprise me. This this state is so corrupt and full of horseshit. Um, they screw up like every deal. I think it's just deal. because people are more concerned with who Brad Pitt is dating than anything about our actual country. You could go out and ask them questions about celebrities. They could tell you all day. You can ask them about trends and all that. They've got you covered. But and, if you ask them anything to do with actual politics or, or how this country came about or give them a name out of history, they're going to be like, who? What? They don't know. I honestly think people shouldn't even have the right to freaking vote anymore because nobody knows jack shit. Shit. No, like, no, nobody the, knows anything. That's the point Gunner was making, is that if you throw enough distractions at us, right? Oh, it's, yeah. We're, Something it's bad's like, happening over here. Who, look like at the, this shiny little tree. Yeah, you know, yeah like it's like a actually, fucking laser should, pointer on the wall problem. Right. And we're just, we're either a dog or we're a cat, but... I'm a cat. Matter. I mean, like, <laughs> effect, effect, effectively, isn't that, that's exactly what, like, you know, and again, not to put, but, you know, like, that's what the fucking whole Trump Republican Party's doing at this point. It's like, literally, it's like, if enough horrible shit comes out continuously, people will just be, people's threshold, or, you know, like, you know, the pissed mist will suddenly cloud so much that you <laughs> don't, you just get used to it. It's like, it's like being, it's like arthritis, arthritis, where you're like, you're kind of like constantly in pain, but it's like so the stub So you start to toe, ignore it. It's the stub thing and you just ignore how fucked up it, re- it really right. is because it's like, well, like you know, I got I, back I, pain all the time I, oh, from man. work and I've just accepted that it's there and it's I don't do like anything I, about it because you know hey it's I mean, part like, of my life now you, 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 know, you know that could go away what are you talking what could go away it's yeah. like the, the thing that's bugging yeah. you what, it's not bugging me no it's not right no it's not bugging me no it's not <laughs> it's not right this is not a Trump problem and I'm not getting into politics I'm certainly not a Trump supporter every president for as long as you can imagine, has been doing this. They're all bought and paid for. The difference is media. Yeah, Yeah, but at least least before it was corrupt American assholes who owned the government as opposed to globalist corrupt assholes as I bang on the table like an asshole. Hey, North Korea's doing this for you. I know nothing about any of these topics. (laughs) I'm not a political person. I do hair, and I try to ignore all the rest. I admit, well, no, I, I shouldn't even be allowed to vote. No. I'm one of those people. No. I admit it. it, it, it again, I, I think part of you know, you talk about that too, but part of it is that they make, you know, the issue with voting is that they make things immensely more complicated than they I need to be. I think people should have to take a test. I think we should have to take have a written form. If we can pass that test, then we should have the right to vote. Do you How have much your do you citizen? know about current events? How much do you know about your immigrant, citizen? If you're an immigrant, you have to. Are you are you are you do you have a class B or class D citizens license? If you are a class D citizens license, you are not you are not allowed to partake in this activity. Please I still think we local. should all take a test. We <laughs> all have to take a test center. to drive. We have to show that we are equipped and we know the rules. I think people should have to show that they know something about politics or government or what's happening in life. And if they pass it, then they get the, the right to vote. Because right be, now it's popularity it be, contest. Like, That's but, why we have Trump right but now. But to your point, if, if the media is part of the problem, the media also has to be, be part of the solution. We don't necessarily need to pass a competency test. If I don't mean like is, how smart are you. I mean like yeah. how much do you know about what's happening? But, but if the media were covering more issues that affected our day-to-day life and less Kardashians. Oh, it's awful. Then, then we wouldn't really need the competency, the competency test, right? It, it, the problem is that what we're we, exposed to. Yeah, we're yeah. We, it's the it's the laser pointer on the wall problem, and we as long as we're being driven away from the actual Your important back doesn't hurt, Emily. facts Your back's of fine. government and our everyday life, 
we're going to have a hard time making a decision based on that. All I can think of is that movie Idiocracy. Anyone ever watched it? I've seen it with uh, Owen, Owen Wilson or Luke, Luke Wilson. Right? Uh, it's one, one of the Wilsons. Wilsons. It's it's the brother, it's not o- the blonde. It's Owen. Terry not the main the, guy, the other one. Terry Crews is the president, right? <laughs> yes. He's, that's Chief Co- that's President all I can think of. We're just going to have a bunch of... Gator Rock's probably going to be president in 20 years. Gatorade. It's what plants crave. At least President Camacho knew that he didn't have the answers. And even though he was too stupid to really find one, he at least like, I need to... I care about these people. I need to get somebody in here who can fix this shit. I mean, I guess I think we and are. He had a red. He had red hair. We are seeing the extremes of what this country has been based on happening before us. Like you can say, like you need to be informed about this stuff. But to trace this point with the media being part of the solution, the media, the media, quote unquote, they're not held liable for whatever they run. They can lead. They could. They could run very, very misleading statistics. There's so and information. many things on media the that's Fox fake, News. though, and people just assume it's real without looking they're, into it and just spread it and immediately react to something they visually see. They're, in 30 they're not seconds. liable anymore. Um, yeah. I, I can't say it's always been that way. No. If you listen, like if you listen, um, you mentioned NPR, and I know a lot of people hate NPR, um, especially a lot of. Uh, a lot of conservatives don't care for NPR. There, there's a certain, there is an there, absolute like. There's a slight whoa, bias. There's a bias. There's a slight bias. But what NPR does say, and I don't hear this on too many news broadcasts, is they start off and they say, "Solely responsible for our content," and that's something that they start off their programs. And with. you should turn it off immediately. And I love yeah. that, right? I love them saying that they're responsible because they're saying, hey, what we say can, can, can have a huge impact on the world. And guess what? Hi, we're NPR. We have our own lawyers. We have our own fundraisers. And we are responsible for the content. I, I wonder how many news agencies actually feel responsibility over do, what they're Do you really do. feel they feel responsible or is it just like throwing a, a, a warning sticker on a pack of cigarettes? It oh. might just be a caution slippery you know when wet. Warning. It may cause emphysema. 20, complicated 20, pregnancies. Yeah, not 21st Century Fox, but Fox News Corp. News Corp won a pioneering lawsuit back in the late 90s where they specific, because they were called out for deliberately reporting false information and this is, you know, again, Pick your judges wisely because they don't die very often. Um, the court ruled that there is no actual requirement for news media to report facts. And did they like? Did they daisy chain it with like the freedom of speech? Like it's just it's just freedom of speech no matter what. No, they, they, I mean, can, they can do no, yeah, now, well, but. You, but, well, because, in, and again, this is right around Citizens United too. But it's just this, and that that really, you know, and again, you, you, I think that. Ultimately, you talk about the end of the American dream and stuff like that. That was that was the point where basically any pretense of that shit, that that shit being a real thing, just kind of got chucked out the yeah. fucking window. Yeah. The, yeah. Court, the court said it was all right. Say what the fuck you want. <laughs> Say what the fuck you want. Do whatever. Money, money, speech. Well, okay. There's only ten. There's only fifteen people in the country that actually have enough money to fucking it's do this. Money dangerous. makes the world go round. It's a very well. That's well, absolutely these true. Fucking, it well, certainly yeah, makes the fucking United States go round. That is the well, that makes the world go around. I mean, uh, the, the problem is the United States, if you judge other epic countries throughout history, like China, Japan, those cultures are thousands of, some of them are thousands of years old. Well, Ours were just a flash in the pan. Really, well, actually, te- technically, if you want to get into semantics, it's why it's so fucking scary right now is uh, chi- China effectively, China, China during the... Uh, 
Great People's Revolution effectively destroyed their entire historical, you know, like went to great extents to wipe out everywhere they came from so they could be someone new. And the problem was is that nobody figured out what fucking new was supposed to be. So, you know, it, it's why they, it's why all the author, author, uh, authoritarian shit has to come down. Are you saying they, they're, uh, they're, they're maybe feeling some regrets right now for, some, for a chance they did take <laughs> in their past? You know, we get we gotta get so so sometimes so, some, sometimes uh, sometimes sometimes having an idea is not necessarily a great idea. I think new is awful. I wish we could go back. I wish we could turn back time. I think sure. well, I think going you know back what? to <laughs> you know you know you know, you know aside what? from being young again, I think I think we've got it wrong. I don't know. I think we were doing better before, like small businesses, you know. The small local dairy farms and produce stands when food was food and people worked and people got the money for it. Now everything is so fast, so big. I, I so think about that too. I it's think about, horrible. We've tokenized a lot of what we consume now, which means that oh, everything we're paid is, in yeah, we're paid in non-value currency. I mean, it's value to us, but we don't really know what it's worth, and it can change. It can mm-hmm. change like with a blink of an eye because a lot of it's driven by the stock market. So a lot, of, a lot of what we, we consume we have, has been tokenized. But yeah, we don't really, there's no, the concept of trading is kind of gone. We, we pretend that we trade, like we have these cool things and it's like, we have the best farmer's market. It's like, no, you don't. It's not a farmer's market. Half of those, ha- half of those vegetables were imported because hmm. they, need, they need the foot traffic. And if you, if you don't have you know, a, an English cucumber, you're not gonna get the foot traffic. So a lot of those vegetables aren't even local. That's right? They're they're actually purchased and staged there because it's the perception of a farmer's market. A farmer's market in upstate New York, what what are you gonna find there? You're gonna find tomatoes. Not much of the winter. Find zucchini. No, no but, <laughs> but but people back in the spring. day would can them and freeze them. I have clients who during the summer they have their gardens mm. and they take things, they flash freeze a lot of their fruits and vegetables, they put it in a freezer. All winter long, they they go through those. Everything's dated. They try to use them up before the next season comes, and they do that every single year. I love that. I think that it's wonderful. There's no waste. There's no buying crap products. There's no you know. Me too. And and, and the reason that the waste I don't is, is the biggest thing to me. It's because of time. It's really the right. reason. The reason that my family doesn't do no something space, like no that. Time, but that's why local farmers would be great. Right. Something like a local dairy, local produce, all that being right in your little town, be great. In light of your question, I will now ask all three of you a question. So you talked about how you think maybe we've got it wrong. Maybe we're down the wrong path. I think we are. <laughs> if you go back to, let's say, I don't know. Obviously, 18-year-old self is, is not going to listen because that's like the folly of youth. You have everything in front of you, but you're going to be a bonehead and you have to make your own mistakes. But if you could go back and, oh and, God, and impart one piece of wisdom. Oh, I love this. One, one piece of wisdom. You only get one. Emily, we started off with you. What would you tell 18-year-old Emily Seaver? If I could go back, and I say this all the time, I I miss being young, I really miss it, but I think everything we've done in life makes us who we are. I don't regret anything. I think they sucked, some of the things I did. I think I made some fairly bad decisions, but I'm glad I made all those bad decisions young when it didn't matter, it didn't cause me any real large consequences. But so I would go back, tell myself, do what you wanna, you know, do everything you did, but don't do it with fear. Like I was so, in, I'm still insecure. I'm still very self-doubting, uh, self-loathing. Just like everything you could, just. Would you just have listened to yourself? The anxiety. 
Would you have listened to yourself? We're not talking about if we'd listen. We're saying, what would you tell yourself? I would tell myself, do it with confidence, without fear. Don't give a crap what those people in school think. Don't care what people are going to say that that you you know you're working on, whatever. People make mistakes. Not everyone's going to be happy. Just do it and be confident about that decision. That's what I would tell myself. So you'd address fear and self confidence in your younger right. self. Right. Don't don't be afraid to do it. Don't care what they think. Be you know. What about you, Be Wade? okay with yourself. Gunner, my my question is going to go to Gunner, actually. Oh. Uh, so let's get off his goddamn phone. <laughs> That's rude, Gunner. Yeah. I'm going to ask been, you. I would have invented a smartphone <laughs> 10 years earlier, so I could have pissed you off even more. <laughs> so, I could, too. Gunner, you get a time machine to go back to 18-year-old Gunner. I want you to think of the biggest, maybe this would be two-parter, Talk about the maybe the biggest mistakes that you didn't make or you thought maybe you were going to make or something that would be a mistake. Um, and, to, and, to, and to tell yourself, you know what, go ahead and make that mistake, A. And B, biggest mistake that you have made that you said, you know what, I probably could have avoided that. Uh, and Gunnar, with this being your topic, you, it doesn't have to be a certain age. You can just... And no, if I could have been yesterday. topic well enough, you go can back definitely tomorrow. correct me. Yesterday. Um... Five minutes ago, I think five I minutes ago, divert this question. <laughs> Jesus, I think my biggest one, or is evaluation aside, um, I used to, I, I used to. There's a thing I think about a lot, and it's called the lizard man problem. And the lizard man problem is basically a thought experiment, like the ship of Theseus or whatever. You know, like, because the ship of Theseus is like this thought experiment where, like, you have, you know, Theseus and his crew were sailing around the world. They started out on this boat and they returned in the same boat, but every plank had been replaced twice on the thing. So is it the same? Is it is the boat that they came back with the same boat? You know, it's like my grandfather's axe. I've replaced the head two times and the handle's three. You know, it, the lizard, the lizard man problem is there are certain things that if you start to intrinsically believe them, a i.e. you know like lizard men run the world or you know like that that kind of you know, some Alex there, Jones the, type shit. Well, yeah, but even that, it, it's just this this if you kind of if you kind of come to an understanding of the world and it is contradictory to the way that you exist and the people around you exist you have two options which is either one you just you just dive you die you die you know you go balls deep in that 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 misadventure and it takes you wherever you know it's it's, it's the matrix you know the red pill or the blue pill and i hate the fucking part the the fucking nutso twits that kind of like twist that to justify having asshole opinions and it's like I'm 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 opened up and it's like no you're still an asshole oh you know like don't if you do asshole things you're going to have to own that particular reality um but I I was you know and again I'm not necessarily I've gotten clumsy in different ways as I've gotten older not necessarily you know less clumsy because you you don't get better you just get different (laughs) I think that I had shit pretty much sorted out when I was 18, 
and I just would, you know, like I, I kind of have to, I've continuously talked myself out of stuff because I pretty much had a good grip on how things really were. And I'm being, I'm being evasive because there's a, you know, there's, there's a bunch of stuff, but I, I can't, I, I have compromised on who I am and what I do continuously and at the end of the day it really it really wasn't worth it you know like it, it didn't it didn't achieve the objectives that were originally done or the, you know the objectives that i assumed would have been accomplished by that compromise and it really is just held up on all the stuff you know like all the the meaningful stuff i should have i should have done in my life so you're saying you spent you spent a good portion of your adult life kind of reacting to the outside world influences to become a new person, to realize that you so never you're not should being have who you are. You never should have, yeah. You never should have allowed those influences to begin with. So, in your case, is it simply just part of part of growing older, and it's something that that you've come to accept, or is it more along the lines where Wade's giving the hypothetical that you wish you could go back and tell yourself? I mean, if you could go back and explain that to yourself, would you be, do you feel you'd be in a different position now? Do you think that you would have spent those 20 years growing instead of regressing as a person? And not saying that you've regressed over the last 20 years, because I don't necessarily agree with your statements, but, (laughs) (laughs) you know, I mean, to to Wade's point, uh, if you could go back and say something to yourself at a certain age, do you think that it would help? Or is it more of just a reflection at this point? Um... I don't know if things would have necessarily changed, and it's 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 also like you can't, you know, this this gets into the, you know the ship of Theseus reference is kind of apt too because there's the idea that effectively every every night that you go to sleep and every morning that you wake up, effectively the person that you were the day before was destroyed and Everybody's recreated. Everybody's changing always. That's you know, and that, that yes, yeah, well, because and, and, I mean, like in a, in a very you know, like and again, not. I, I don't know if you can separate the two, but that that's actually there is a very real physical, you know, as I use the word, I guess a reality. There, the 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 act of going unconscious and coming unconscious again is effectively the recreation of a person, huh. like in a very literal sense. So I I like to think of evolution when it comes to you know every day you 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 wake up you're a different person and it's because. Every moment in our lives, we choose a path. Our right. paths are our words Everything and our makes us who we are. That's yeah, why I said I wouldn't change anything I ever did because right. I wouldn't be where I am right now. And you look at evolution, and evolution has a way of churning out similar results when they started from different things. One thing that I think is fantastic is the idea that a mollusk, right? By mollusk, I mean like a fucking slug or a snail, right? The mollusk, if you look at like a clam, Right, a clam's a mollusk. It doesn't have it doesn't have eyes, right? But you look at the slug. It has some really, really. It does have eyes, right? Yeah, it has I really primitive awesome. eyes. No. Yeah, and like a SpongeBob. You get to the point of a Gary of a of a squid or an octopus, right? It's still a mollusk. They're so gross. All of them disgusting. Why are, are you they, talking first about of all, octopi they're delicious. are awesome? First of all, they're delicious, and second of all, octopi are also the scariest animals on the entire fucking planet because the only reason that they haven't taken over is one they they, they had enough common sense not to leave the ocean. <laughs> and two, they and, well, the, ocean, and two, the ocean's fucked. So sorry, well, no, guys. No, because that that the well, yeah, but the the, the yeah, kind of sidetrack. Octopi are the octopi are like lobsters. 
Also and gross. That, well, no, but they, they, they never, they never They're actually. They're just like spiders. They're just sea spiders. Crabs yeah, yeah. and lobsters, sea spiders. Well, Disgusting. no, but, but, but so they're, they're one of these species where effectively they never stop growing. Oh. Good. As long as they're alive. And they, they, they get bigger. And, and, and the thing is, is that an, oct- an octopi's intelligence Giants. is actually relative to their mass because their brain continuously gets bigger. They're so gross. And like the bigger, you know, like there is a direct correlation to the average distribution of an octopi, like an octopi actually like developing intelligent behavior relative to its size. And you see these, you see these fuckers get smarter, like in human lifespans. Take over the world. And, and to my point is that the idea that like like the the concept like of the mammal eyeball right and and not everybody believes in evolution so i don't mean to challenge that for people out there that say fuck, fuck you me. if you don't believe in evolution i'll fucking judge you and challenge you right now yeah, well, yeah actually there's, there's, there's a there, science it, evolution it's all real. It, well it, and again it's it's kind of fun because uh, i don't know if you heard that whole thing with crisper but i'm sorry trace i will be done really quick the one thing that actually so you know, you talk about evolution, like how how does how does so you get into the theory of like okay, you have a specific mutation that gives you an advantage under certain circumstances, and it's like okay, but how does the one how does one get to do to introduce into a population? And um, I have a friend who's going to college out in Boston right now, but they're working in a lab and one of the things that the person that they're working one of the projects that they're working on for one of their adjunct professors is they have actually because you know and again it's kind of funny like we throw computers at stuff like that and we talk about the internet and everything like that but the big thing that computers do is that computers can see patterns and you know like if you program properly computers can start pulling patterns out of data and you can aggregate all those results and one of the, what they found is that they actually have the first proof of what they call horizontal ge- or horizontal gene transfer, so it's they have a organism that's infecting another organism that's pulling out unique genetic material from the host and transferring it to other hosts that are not. So basically, you're talking you get, about genetic mutation without genetic without without pick, selection. Yes, basically. So no, so, <laughs> but, no. So, well, no, because w- w- what it is is that effectively. So the, the problem the problem with evolution, you know, is the Mid-species, one species. The yeah, so, life mutation, which we normally would think would only be introduced by something like radiation, mm-hmm. or there's actually certain um, uh, there's certain. Uh, What's the word I'm looking for? Uh, parasites. I know you guys have seen it. Yeah, there's weird stuff, especially with your cats. Your cats are disgusting. Yes. And the reason is, is because How dare you? Inside, no, the their, yeah, inside their feces, How dare you? the only place, <laughs> the toxoplasmosis is what it's called. And the only way it can reproduce is inside a cat's gut. Okay? So what happens is, um, the cats, the, the, this, this bacteria or whatever it is. My cats are clean. I don't care what you say. No, they got it in their gut. No, and they're clean. They, they all got it. They all nope. got it in their okay, gut. Have it. So if what happens mice, is... They have it. The, yeah, mice, mice somehow... Mice? Yeah, no, no. Mice somehow get a hold of, of the toxoplasmosis, whether it's from eating the cat feces or whatever. The mice get infected. Their brains make them fearless. And then they just charge. They'll just charge at a cat, like try to fight them. And the cat eats the, mi- the, the mouse. And then the toxoplasmosis makes it into the cat's gut. Gross. But the thing is, is that most of us, and you have cats, so you're living with it too, you have to... to there's like a 95% chance you have toxoplasmosis in your brain, just like the probably. mouse. It just doesn't affect you. You know what? It probably wouldn't survive. All the chemicals I breathe, those things are probably Well, no, gone but the other, the other thing is that one does, and if one does, they'll pick, you know, 
But there's another one, right? There's another one that actually affects frogs. And what it does is it, it gets inside a tadpole. All How right? did we get on this? Because because I brought up evolution, and he started talking about horizontal genes and stuff. I'm so, so lost. So so well with the tadpole, there's actually one. There's actually a a parasite that gets inside uh, gets inside a frog when he's really young, like the tadpole stage, and it actually tells the frog to grow a second pair of legs. Oh, which makes it harder to jump and harder to swim, and then better for frog legs. That parasite actually reproduces inside. I think it's like a pelican gut, some type of bird. And it's the same thing. It, it makes the frog easier to catch because of this. Now, in that case, I don't believe it's gene splicing, but it's something very close because it's affecting the permanent limbs on this uh, on this living creature. But what my point I was trying to make back to the uh, back to the mollusks is that the if you look at like like uh, octopus, octopi, um, or what I think is cool is the cuttlefish. Also gross. The cuttlefish is cool. Um, they have eyes, but their eyes Peaceful, beautiful have evolved from a completely different path, right? And it's this idea that um, evolution only works forward. It's not like um, you can only evolve from what was before. Um, the other thing that's cool about the cuttlefish is that they figured out a mating ritual. Mm. And... Who, what they what they do is you normally they put on a, a light show. So the cuttlefish they wave their well, I don't know fins. They're not fins. That's fancy. It's like their body. Yeah, they have like a skirt kind of thing, and they wave it. And they put on these 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 mesmerizing light shows, and it makes the the males do it. And you know it's like a lot of animals. The male puts on a show for the female. But what happens is, as the males are putting on their show, the some of the males just they 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 bring their body in, they disguise themselves like females. And while the male or, while the male cuttlefish are putting on the show, the female looking males sneak in <gasps> and mate Filthy. with the females. And it reminds me of some Bill Cosby? <laughs> I mean like how, you know I mean like actually you know and but, again this is But the, yeah it reminds me of some of the sneaky the trends is some of the fashions now where men dress a lot like females. Not like cross gender. You know, like the tight pants, oh, yes. the guy liner, right? Mm -hmm. And somehow like they're liner. able to escape the they're they're able to escape the you know the the typical masculine view, but still sweep in and recruit. Yeah, but I mean the thing is you still have to be someone still has to find you attractive. So it doesn't matter what you look like, how well, how you dress, who no, you are, it's, which it's, you are. It's, it's also There's matter somebody it's, for somebody. Somebody's gonna look at you and be like, exactly what I want. No, it's also a matter of context because you know, like I I, I you know, again. I don't know if anybody. I don't think anybody in the crew is part of. You know, depending on your scene, depending on your scene, there, there, there is, there, there are guys who act gay but are totally not gay to really? get in, to get to get in. Like the sneak, like that's super sneaky. This is but this that is, movie with this is kind with, of my uh, point, right? This is kind of my point is that like. It's, it's it's a stra it's a pickup it's a pickup you know it's it's a pickup strategy but it's one that's a, it's one that's that's been assembled by I don't like lying I think lying is terrible well no because the other thing He's is no because well, it, no, it's it, not it, lying. your 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 creatures of your, your well, you creatures you're, of, you're being something you're not to essentially that, get well, in there so so Gunner should probably clarify on what he means when Gunner says they act gay 
what he's saying is that the mannerisms that they use are typically associated with being gay. They but are, are they gay doing this on purpose to get their way in, or is it just because well, that's no, who they it, are? It, because but no, does it matter? There's two, there's does it matter? Sure, it does. Someone's pretending to get their way in there. That's the lying. That's but if terrible. that brings them closer to reproduction, it doesn't matter if that's them or if it's not them. It's just a decision that they woke up and made, which is part of Gunner's point, right? I mean, we're circling back onto his point. His point is, is that we wake up and we make these decisions. We make these decisions based on some like anticipated outcome, whether we're trying to forecast and game the system or whether we're acting purely on instinct. And, you know, but in kind of looping back around. So there's this, you know, the idea of that. So just like there's a physical mechanism of horizontal gene transfer or something like no so there's I don't so the deal is is that um you are a combination of the your parents mm-hmm. right yes so what horizontal gene transfer is is basically instead of I can buy, you know, I'm going from one one individual, it's basically, you have vertical gene transfer, which is like the, the chain, you know, like, I, I, you're, yes, you know, like, you're, if you have children, in theory, they will have half the, you know, a quarter, a quarter of each of the gene, you know, chromosome I sets have kids. I have from a lot your of bad parents. Genes. Well, no, but, you know, but, it, but, but what, it, what horizontal gene transfer is, is that effectively you, you're transferring Just the best, you're, no, your you're, boyfriend you're can give you his genes. That's what Gunner said. You can have a you can have a you can have a vector move you can genetic material from, from your yes. Boyfriend. So if there's something that you We're really like about your boyfriend, you can say, "Give me that." And now you, I want you, that. You, you, yeah. Sure, I want you, his good you, eyesight. You, you, have, you have teeth a and you have a hair. you have a bacteria you have a bacteria or something like that that you know, like you know like just you know to get too grossy you know the the, smooch, the smoochy smoochy. If you pick up bacteria from him, those bacteria may have picked up genetic material you know genes from him that depending on which cell you know like depending on what time that you can actually your your certain cells in your body can pick up that that gene as well you know it's like how you know they they talk about like women are more prone to autoimmune diseases Mm. but that's because actually when they get to train when they they track down to it it's because more often than not um it's pregnant women and it's pregnant women because they've picked up cells from so. their children, oh, wow. and they trigger an autoimmune. Well, Basically, as they get older, and you start getting, you know, you start accu- accumulating errors in the cell lines that do white blood cells. You know, stuff that was kind of okay before, all of a sudden, just triggers. You know, you you get yeah. you you you've, your body that switch goes off, and it's like, oh shit, I'm I'm host to this I'm host to this thing that's a disease. But the cells have basically been because they've been there so long. The white the, your white blood cells can't kill them, so basically it just goes to fucking nuclear the nuclear stage where it starts attacking everything. So um, I know we've gotten evolution. Well, so, so you you regret thing, and I guess where, where I'm going with this is that ideas ideas are the same way. So shit that you've like kind of you shaped yourself around at some point you have to come to this conclusion: what's from me? What's from fucking stuff that I've picked up that I've that like somehow I got sold on that I have to that this is this is this is the correct thing you know it's that the back your back thing it's like your back's fucked up no it's fine it's fine no it's this is actually really fucked up I just yeah and I think about this every day I think about like you know if I went back to the young me would I have gotten myself into entrepreneurship younger right so Mm -hmm. that I could be more successful and have more money and then part of me wonders 
Well, <laughs> but do you have a regret? Like, is that your regret? You just, I, I don't know. And I guess I'll have to pick one. Um, but what, what I get concerned about is, you know, I think about the amount of stress I have today, and I consider it a lot, but I don't have the stress of some of these company executives have or some of these, these leaders have. But I wonder, would, would I just be, have a, a slightly larger pile of money and everything else would be the same? Or would I be so stuck in this typhoon of taking everybody's money that I wouldn't be able to stop and it would actually decay at the person that I am, which kind of goes back to Gunner's point. I hate taking money from people. Honestly, there's a lot of times people come in and I t tally everything up and I'm like, 120, oh God, no. I'm like, that'll be 100. Or, you know, hey, right. it came to 50 and I tell them 35 because I have control of that. So I feel very bad. It's taken me a while, but I, I, I'm okay with it now. It took me a while. I'm with you. Because I miss out on I a lot of money. As an honest, yeah, because as an honest person, you know what they're sacrificing to give you that dollar, and you do feel weird. But not only I feel shouldn't, though, because it, I'm doing asking, a service right? for them that I have, I had to learn and do, and I do it for them. So, but I just yeah, there's your sign. As a person, I feel like I'm stealing. There's your sign. It's fucking twenty dollars. Give me fucking twenty dollars, right? <laughs> so right? I it mean, feels bad. The sign was printed so that I didn't have to tell you this when you walked in the door. So, so here. So here, and I guess to your question too, and maybe the media say, so the, I wish I could remember that dude's that that that, that Facebook executive who started uh, Social Capital. You know, he's talking about he's talking about the difference between his two bosses and stuff like that. But the guy, you know, it's like, what's your objective? Because your your objective is to make money, to just make money, or is it your objective to accumulate money to actually do something with it? Like you know. And again, you got to pay the bill, you know. And it depends I, I, on what you want. I'm not doing the hustle, but, but, but you know, and again, I, I can't, I can't say, I can't as a non-practicing cosmetologist slash beautician, I can't say that shit. But I always thought that you know, like part part of it is that yeah, you, I, I want to not starve. I want to not, right. I, I want, I want to not be homeless when I'm old. Comfortable, but, but, it's but, good. But, but but the other thing is, is that like the kind of the, the core of that service, besides the whole, the whole, you know. Getting in, you know, you can you can make the argument. Che, che, Chemoth? Oh, I cannot. Nobody I will not, I will can, not pronounce, pronounce your last name, name terribly. It's the, the Facebook executive that he's talking about. Can you pronounce that for us, Emily? Chemoth? Palipipipipipacha? Well, again, and I, I guess the thing is, is that I always, I always thought, um, I, know I mean, better. like, you know, there's, there's a certain, there's a certain, there's a certain fucked upness to anything in the fashion industry in general, right? I mean, like you, cosmetology, be, beautician work inside. You know, there's always the because you know it's it's you have, you have two things, which is one you have people telling you what you should look like, yeah. But on the other thing, it is a way of a certain agency over probably the only thing that you really kind of get to carry around on a regular day, which is the meat suit, i.e., your body itself, and you. You know, people to, to, are vain. No, people are vain, but it's also like I, I have you know like really at 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 at, at the at the base level, most people really kind of subconsciously understand how little control they have over their lives in general, and you know you talk you know like the you know the beautician thing besides you know like you know we're supposed to do all that stuff like checking for health issues and stuff like that. But but really, what it comes down to is that it, it's it, it is a form of therapy because it is a way of asserting it's a way of helping another person assert agency over themselves. Oh yeah, I got plenty of people that come in. They're like, I'm gonna cut off my hair. I'm like, why? 
why are we cutting off your hair? You've never wanted to cut off your hair. And then you, know, you find out that yes. things are deteriorating in their lives and it's because they have no control over something else you, that they're finding the first thing they can take control of. So we talk a little bit. I'm like, well, how about we start with trimming the layers? And by the time we're done, we've done the by same the haircut. Done, all their problems and are gone. And it's only just because that's not really what they wanted to do. They yes. just wanted to find some sort of sense of I control wanna, in their lives. Yes. And do, you you feel, do you feel like, like you're, you're acting as a shrink for some of these people? Some of them, and some of them are a shrink for me. We've developed a close bond. Most of my clients, I've had, some of them I've had since I started. So 16 years of, of relationships with these people. They're more like friends than clients, which is part of why I feel so bad charging them sometimes. Because, but you know, but and I guess the the, fr the framework of that without though, them, I have nothing. Is that you 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 have, and this is you know not 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 telling you how you need to view things, but. At some point, you have to you have to you have to accumulate enough magic tokens to Money. allow you to keep doing this thing yes. that you know is an actual yes. needed service in these people. You know, in these in these people's lives, which is maybe part of why I'm okay with not charging as much because I don't. I feel like I don't need it as much as because you get a little I'm gonna, bit more. I'm going to be fine mine. without this. I've got plenty of people, and I encourage it that will come in and I say, you know, you don't have the money. Well, I'd rather I don't have the time, so I'd rather you keep your appointment and get give me the money later because it's not well, as I, vital for me to have it as it is for them to wait it out. And, and I want to make sure Wade gets an opportunity to tell us his regret. Um, I will say mine very quickly. Uh, yeah. Take your time. Wait, owning wait. a software company, um, mine's pretty simple. I wish I could have gone back to my younger self and gotten myself more serious into the low-level coding, like the like you watch like uh, you watch the the Steve Jobs movie, where they're in where they're inside a garage soldering boards writing low-level code mm -hmm. if I could go back I would have gotten more involved in that because I think that like if, if you're in construction you know you you can go to a, uh, a mill and learn about how the woods cut but I think that uh, when it comes to interacting with technology I feel that a lot of us have lost that low-level feel and touch so that's what I would do that's my answer well, but you uh, got you got in the 3d printing now so you're fucked <laughs> Yes, not, not, yes. not, not, not your, not effect, effectively any ability to relate to other human beings is ruined forever. <laughs> what Gunner's talking about is my, my software company is starting to uh, do invest research into some of the 3D printing space. But Wade, um, if, uh, if you were to go back to your younger self, what would you say? Uh, hmm. Do it harder. Do it all, but do it harder. I don't know, man. If I do it, if I did it any harder, I don't know if I'd be here today. That's that's what she said. <laughs> that is what she said too. Some of them didn't, though. Um, <laughs> I guess uh, it's almost there's this conversation. When I think about it, it's is it? I regret this. Is it kind of pointless? Because if I no. you like whether you want to whether anyone wants to admit it or not, you all you are is just a combination of what you've experienced and what you've gone through. Right. There's no like. There's no special little you that was born, and you were, you were just that that thing. You you were influenced but you're by a snowflake, everything. Wade. You're a snowflake, and this is not like some anti-snowflake thing. Because I mean, you want to be a snowflake, be a snowflake. <laughs> but I mean, it's just not reality. <laughs> I guess I would just maybe the the, 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 the the only people that throw away that throw around that snowflake term seriously are fucking snowflakes. Yeah, no, absolutely. Like I would, I would. Can't, uh, can't. I guess I would probably say, and I'm very like a friend-centric person. My friends are like family members to me, but I would even so I, I try to spend as much time with them as I can. I would definitely probably tell myself like, 
you're not going to even appreciate this, but spend more time doing that because that's what's really kind of important to you. Um, but it's tough to know that, right? I mean, if you right. would force yourself to do it, you wouldn't have learned the lesson that you should right. have. It's a hindsight problem. And you know what the other thing is? Tomorrow, our perspective could change and we'd say, well, that's not what I would go back and tell myself. I'd go back and tell myself this because I don't want to be in this place now. So every day that we change, our perspective changes. Our perspective changes. And our regrets change. Yeah, maybe like, maybe like stress your, don't let other people's shit stress you out. Right. Just like stress, if you want to stress about like your own stuff, that's fine. But don't stress yourself out for somebody else. It's definitely not... Uh, it's definitely not the way to go and it's a a killer like you know but I guess I would tell myself yeah just live for yourself and don't uh, don't worry about you know impressing other other people or stressing out for the other people's sake because the fact is and this is maybe tying back into the thing Emily where you talk about you know I sometimes feel bad about charging these people this thing like you're stressing out about you know what that other person's going through what they're you know and then your clients and you care about them and they're important to you for sure but you know don't stress out about that so much it's a service you provided it's it's yes they're definitely closer than than just clients but it is a business transaction you know what i mean no and i i gotta try to remind myself that that's for like sure. the, i'm sure that's a difficult that's to like do. the most minimal of the stresses though yeah so. don't stress so much it was easier when that that job was combined with doctor, town doctor slash chief sorcerer slash uh, notary notary. Uh, your dentist public. was your barber was your doctor. You're saying? Yes. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. One man, one stop shop. It's, it's uh, we were, we wore many hats in this shop. Not well, but we wear many. Yeah, it's it's interesting because when you when you talk to people that are from you know we're from a, a small village. At least we we live in a small village now. Um, you hear about these people and it's like oh well well his father was the vet mm-hmm. i don't hear those things anymore you don't hear about a person whose whose you know family member was this guy you know it's like his father was the vet i don't know whose father is the vet anymore i don't know who's today i like the connections that happen i'll be talking to someone and i'll find out somehow through them that they did something that connects to another client or two clients will be in and have no idea that they know each other and they do i love when the little things start like connecting dots like that six degrees of separation or whatever they call it i Mm -hmm. can i could probably be connected this whole freaking town by now it's crazy yeah you probably would be because you have if, even I if you don't I know that don't even client, know I know them. <laughs> yeah, even if you don't have them as a client, you're talking to the person renting a booth next to you, and they have them as a client, right. or they have their parent as a client. Yeah, I've met some people through your. Um, Such fun. I love when it happens. Studio. All right. Well, I think this is a perfect time to jump into our last topic. It absolutely is, and it's tailor made for you, Emily. It's terrible. <laughs> so, as many know or don't know. We're on episode four, so I guess many wouldn't know. I'm an avid uh, gamer, love video games, um, huge into them. Uh, my girlfriend is not really into playing video games, but she actually She's does enjoy... She's in the background right now as you say that. She does enjoy, at least if she doesn't truly enjoy it, she acts like she enjoys watching me play them. 
She's laughing, so maybe she doesn't actually it's enjoy the it. It's the time it's, I have with you. She doesn't have anywhere else to go. Yeah, she has nowhere else to go. You only bought one TV There's one TV. The yeah, she has to watch what you There's one TV. And you, you two are, yeah, uh, it's true. You two are in a relationship where, you know, your boyfriend likes video games quite a, quite a bit. If he could do it for a living, he would. So what, and you are not so much in video games, right? No desire. No desire. Is there any way that he could get you, and this is for all the fellows out there, any way that he might be able to entice you into the world of like video games old school video games sure again i can't i can't operate those left and right toggles with the switches with the the there's too much on the controllers my mind doesn't work that way i need simplicity up down left right a b start select i've got you i'll do that all day with you it's That's interesting fun. did you, you just that. did you just say a cheat code when you said that no i don't know any cheat codes it i'm very close to the konami i'm code. a button masher <laughs> okay. i admit that that's Kept the only on. way i play no ta, 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 button mash all day so it's funny that you said this um so maybe that's one thing is the complexity because it's one something game, else to learn who has time i don't have time for that one game that shauna used to play with me was Diablo 3 which is an isometric kind of action game where it's the controls are basic it's not like so much a the skill is not uh, is this a computer game or like a console Xbox game <laughs> oh it's okay it's like a but it's on the it's computer, on the computer well. too right it's on the computer I feel well, like my sure. brother used to play on the computer oh, the my brother's Diablo. a big like not necessarily console gaming but he loves computer games he's big into steam and buying the games mm -hmm. there and those quest games and all those he does that and you know it's kind of in the realm of you guys can write, you know, Java and do things, rebuild a computer that I so can't. So happy do. you said write Java. I'm sorry, that's all I know. That's I don't fine. even know if I'm saying it correctly. It's fine. I drink it and I write it. That's fine. What is it called? No Java. Java is yeah, the language that it's. Uh... Yeah, okay. yeah. My, yeah. He my made company. me a Hangman game one time for like my birthday because I was like, Aww. I love playing Hangman, and he just created this very simple little boop 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 boop. Here it was. You guys are amazing. I could never do it. <laughs> But, but anyway, maybe that's why games appeal to you guys more. I don't know. I'm with you on the up, down, left, right games. Um, I I happen to fall in a similar category as you. I don't really love the submersive games or immersive games. I'm using the wrong words. I don't really love them. I don't love having to use a DualShock controller and have to to, to control an X Y axis. You know what else? It's too it much is? for me. I don't like. I, I'm a stressed out freaking person, man. I stress all day. Am I getting this client and they had to cancel? My schedule changes all day based on everyone else's schedule. People think I have bad time management. I'm like, no, it's because I got 15 people in my day that their schedule changes, mine changes. I need to move you guys around. Anyway, stress, stress all the time. So a game where you're trying to defeat something or do something and if you fail and you fail and you fail, for me, that's just more freaking stress. And I'm work. like, I can't do this. I don't like and it. And teamwork, you'd be texting all your clients saying, hey, can you join me for a raid? Right? <laughs> my you, favorite you'd thing. Be, you'd be more coordination. I like slots on my phone and I like Candy Crush and I like those games. You know why? Because they are mindless. Mindless, yeah. They are somewhat mindless. They are, There's some you can progress. You constantly progress. There's no being defeated by something else. There's no having to battle something. It's like figuring it out. I love those games. I love just doing something I don't have to really think about. I don't have to try to compete. It just goes. It's just blah, 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 done. Yeah, my favorite game right now, I would say, is probably Minecraft. And I play it single player, I don't play it online. And with Minecraft, um, I can just get a pickaxe and just dig. Gordon tells me mine aren't real games. 
he tells me all the time, how are you still playing that? It's so stupid. I'm like, what? I'm like, from 9.30 until 2 a.m., you play video games all night long. It's like solitaire versus checkers versus chess. There's different complexities of a game. But it doesn't mean that they're not games, right? Tic-tac-toe is one of the most simplest games. I love tic-tac-toe. Yeah, it's still considered a game. At the risk of crudeness, Jerking off with your, rubbing one out with your hand versus a toy like a, an accessory is the same fucking action because they both they're both dumping endorphins and I mean like that's 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 exactly what the game is for anyways. Right. It's just I mean I don't knock ride. on Gordon for liking games. I am if that's what he likes, that's what he likes. I would never tell him no. I don't like that it consumes the largest portion of his life. It does consume. A lot well, no, of time. but then I guess the, but the, but that so that gets back to the whole thing is that you know it's 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 a if you if you equate it properly yes so if perpetually rubbing one out is not really a way to go through life i like how connor keeps taking it back to masturbation i know so, <laughs> that's not what this but, is about but to your point to your point emily though what, what, one thing that i've noticed is the games that you've mentioned are games you can play without somebody else yeah right mm-hmm, that's sure. one big but i don't point. mind together games I like together games like we bowling. I could do that. I like the simple, not stressful, freaking button. games that I can just clear my mind. What? Uh, we're gonna shoot off a little bit here. Shooting off masturbation. This is going yeah, in some actually, directions. one question. One, uh, we're gonna we're gonna ask Gunner a question just after kidding. this. Um, so, if uh, your boyfriend said you spend a ton of your time doing something uh, that he maybe couldn't relate to what would you think he would say it would be like do you have like a vice type of thing that you say ah, I, I probably spent too much time on this like like he does his video her games version of, a vice? Her version, her version of a video game yeah. where, where he's like I don't know why you spend all your time doing this aside from working the biggest thing <laughs> I do at home is clean I'm like I like I have OCD I like things a certain way and so like today other than coming here I mean I vacuumed I did laundry I was taking care of everything and then doing outside work and and taking care of stuff that's it i don't have hobbies i don't have things i like to go out and do really i do like to go out to bars and have fun with friends and dance but there is nothing one specific little that i do all day long but but to that point right your your boyfriend may not like to go out and dance he does not we yeah. went out last so night him, and dancing, i danced be- around him all night long while he stood there and he just looked at me like please stop and dancing i just don't video games yeah, dance so. Every but time I don't. I don't do that every single night, and I don't let it take away from us. Right. You know, I invite him out every single time. If he says no, I don't feel like going out. I go out with my friends, and that's it. No, I say I don't like a game every single night though. He games. Say, hey, you want to? Do you want a game? And you would you say like, no, I don't really want to. If I was into it, it'd be a different story. If yeah. he said, let's do something together that that um, I had an interest in, I would probably do that every single night with him. But the games just, they just don't interest me. So, and I said I don't really play those games, but there was a small period of my life where I did, and I played the online games. And we would all, we'd all get online at the same time and we would sure, play. Sure, it's and time with your friends. There, it, was, it was a tremendous amount of fun. There was a lot of interaction with my friends. Um, the one thing that I noticed though was you had to be at the same skill level. Yeah. Yeah. As oh, fun yeah. as it is, if 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 you're I hear a lot of swearing when Gordon's got people that aren't up to level. <laughs> yeah, it's not it's not fun at all because they can't even participate. Right. You, you the easy probably the closest thing you could do is you could do like like a team based where you have the teams evenly distributed with people that suck and people that are good, right? Right. 
do that in a lot of other or a game where their skill level doesn't hold you back right that would be my ideal thing like something where we're all doing it we're all having fun but no one's getting angry at each other like we no bowling. one's being yeah or real bowling i love real, real bowling yeah, real bowling yeah interaction with people with friends a sport together but your score doesn't really affect them. that's right yeah you could have a guy that that bowls a 300 God, every single amazing. day and it doesn't impact you going with him i mean right you it, you might feel like a piece of crap because you just barely knocked down one pin <laughs> and he just knocked. i'm a good bowler trace you are i am all right. I I'm not. Sorry, I'm not. I Garner, how do you masturbate? What's your game of choice? <laughs> <laughs> with both hands. Both the, 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 uh, with both hands and the aid of Fistulon 5000. Uh, <laughs> no, it's it. Well, it's it's funny because I kind of looped. I've looped back around this, and I. I used to be a crazy gamer. I mean, like I had the I had I had the dedicated rig. I had Were I had a computer to- console, all of the above, everything. And I got to a point where one, um, I kind of dropped that because I got you know just college depression bout. But it was also like um, there is a famous developer from back in the day. He ended up working for Microsoft, but his name was Peter Molyneux, and he started like four or five different game studios. Uh, was like very was was part of uh, Bullfrog, which was like this very pioneering one. The uh, he's the you know like they were in the inventor of the God Sim or like you know like the overhead strategy. You know, like, there's a lot of stuff that he was tagged into. But there was there was a there was a conference that he you know like and I even like got into game development at one point. But I just remember reading an article. I was reading an article that they were doing an interview with him, and. It came down to this point where effectively he was discussing the purpose of games and he got to a point where the concept of the narrative game or even like, you know, really what it is is that they're prostheses for people who lack their own imaginations. Who don't want to do the legwork to, to, to build to build to build you know like to to, 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 to to engage in play in an imaginary sense. That's an and interesting it, perspective. I don't know if I agree with it though. Well, I, I you know, and again, I I, I kind of well you know because Peter Mullen is kind of a butt too, but I, I you know again it's this because games are more than video games, right? Well, no, but to yeah. you know he was he was phrasing it as you know the compu- the video game thing in general. But isn't the video game just a electronic version of another game? Well, no, because you see, the the video game, the video game is a, the 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 video game itself is kind of this is is a unique can be a unique thing, in the same way that a comic is different than a novel or a movie because of the way that you're you're relaying information to the 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 the, the, the enacting author, which is you you reading it because you're recreating this thing in your mind. Right. Do you need the pictures or do you like the words? Well, because, you know, like they talk, you know, like, again, like it's it's kind of funny. Not that this is, you know, I don't know if this is even something like does, is Gordon playing God of War? Yes, he plays that. He plays Fortnite. He plays actually Destiny was the big thing for well, like four years of his life. Yeah, and then you know, when it, it, God you know, of War the, and it, it's funny because Fortnite Des- came Des- out, Des- Des- Destiny is like, I never thought I'd see the day. I never thought I'd see it. I started to make jokes about how he's in love with Destiny because it sounds like a girl's name. It does Mm. sound like a girl's name. Fortnite does not. I was like, Destiny means so much more than me. Fortnite. Fortnite. But he does play the God of War thing and he says right now how awesome it is. And I have to say it looks cool. It looks like I'd want to play it. I just, there's... It's funny because effectively, like, 
so you had God of War, you know, you had the first God of Wars, which were basically this whole premise was that I am killing the shit out of everything in this the 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 most flashy way possible and it went from that to they took a break and they came back and the same god of war 4 is effectively a movie because of the way the way you know and again it's, it's it's interesting because it you know like it's one of these things where like sometimes they a lot of times lack of progress in an art form is because people are not bold because it's a risky investment. Because you know, it's like it's like why, you know, like a lot of a, a lot of games are first person. Sh- you know, like everybody makes Call yes. of Modern Battlefield Warzone. Mm-hmm. St- st- you know, they'll sell, but you actually, you know, to to, to take an artist, you know, to, to to actually to make a piece of art requires that you engage in an artistic risk, and an artistic risk is not something that is done when the main goal is just to I I, I am acquiring the monies from my audience and I'm deploying a platform that helps me acquire more of the monies. So you're saying the latest one is like a movie and it's because you're narrated through the whole thing? Well, like you it, have it, to it, it, through it, it's, yes, just, it's, it's so it's rich timeline. in story. It, like, it's, it's, it's because there's there's no concept of a loading zone. You know, again, it, it is, it, it's, it's wait, basically... So it narrates it is, to you as you play no, or you're, you're so making you're going, it up as you go? No, so you, you have a, you're, you're engaging in the story but the way that it, the way it's one of these things where so technology like is yes the way that the, the way the technology has gone is that there are certain you know you can put a book down but a book never has to stop to like I don't have the next chapter yet hold on mm-hmm. while I while I pull this re- you know pull you know like right. you're assemb- you're assembling there's a story there's no physical limitations to the boundaries of a video game because it's electronic it, well, it's, like, yes. it's like even you can go as simple as tiny wings right if you ever played time tiny wings on a cell phone the maps are actually you're just a bird and you kind of float on um, on hills and the idea is that you're trying to fly mm-hmm. right and if you hit the hill just right you can fly a little bit longer and if you hit a few hills the right way, you can fly for quite a while, and it's a cute game. But the music and the maps are programmatically generated. So if you think about it, you'll never play the same map twice. That's you'll good. never hear the same music twice. Is but that how God no, of War is? There's no same end to the map, story. Well, the map saying, conceptually, it opens up the boundaries to what we've been well, used to. Well, because I used to say to Gordon, I'm like, why do you like this game? I said, you're playing the same places and the same thing he goes but they change every time it might oh, be the okay. same like well, n- n- building n- area but every time you play it with someone different well, or the layout's a little di- different because of where people are and how you're stalking s- around so you learn the map you learn the places you are well destiny that's but like it, loot too like that's still like a big part of destiny is like the the, the loot you can grab but the, the right. way the, the way upgrade, that destiny it's is it's more about upgrading your armor and your character and and creating like you get let's let's be real here destiny is literally just Playing a slot machine with yeah. a gun, a gun, and you have to walk around. I don't tell Gordon that. You know, he hates slot machine. No, because it's that's exact. That's exactly it's it's a Skinner it's a Skinner box he with also darker colors. Them for a but you know, like oh, uh, so so. God of, God of War is, is yeah, God, or God of War Four is you're going through the story, but there's never a break in it. It's not like you know you, you it is it is just. You are continuously in this world. There's no break in that um, that that immersion. Story like it's, it is, yes, the camera. You know, there's no loading. The camera. You know, like That's basically, awesome. it's a continuous. It's effectively thirty oh, hours of a continuous a continuous camera shot. You know, and thirty hours is just I I accomplished my goals. But you can wander around this entire you know this entire world, and like the awesome. world changes as it's going on. You know, and it, have again, you played this? I have not played it yet. 
because I do not have a game console because I made I made a ch- you know again I've tried to get back into gaming but I got to a point where it's like I'll play like a fighting game every now and then because I, I'm like Street I'm, Fighter or Mortal Kombat. Well, yeah, you know, Street Street Fighter, uh, Skullgirls, or is it uh, them's fighting herds? But you know, it, it's you know it it it, it gets. Did we break something? Something happened. Did I, I hear like a? Consoles. You don't have the consoles, you said. I yeah. I I like my last console was like a PS2. I mean, like, I, and you know, part of that was that that Peter Molnar thing about how like you know video games are effectively a prosthetic imagination, and I don't necessarily. So you like, didn't want to be dictated anymore. I, I well, I I figured the thing was at some point you can either. Like I like fighting games because like besides the besides the you know you flash and everything like there there's there's a certain there's a certain skill like set the two people fighting yeah you know but well because it, 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 once you once you get past once you get to a certain level it 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 gets into this whole like deeply intense psychological like how do I, do I know you this play person other people or are you play yeah like no, you computer. play you play other people but you know it, like one I mean you have rage quit and stuff like that see I like that because I can butt mash and pray well no oh. but you can you can butt mash and pray but like really Smash the the, yeah. the, 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 dif- the difference the difference between a skill you know like a, sk- a skill of you know like cause some of it is getting rhythm you know getting a sense of rhythm and like but it's it's also effectively Getting a read on the person that you're playing against, yes, what, so that you can start, you can, you can, you like, you know, like where, where you're, you're trying to steer, you're trying to steer them into a like a, a path, and mm-hmm. it's like, do I, do I have a good sense on where this person's going to go into you this path? Agree. I would like those. I, I like those games better too. Yeah, those same are fun. reason. I like those too. I can do the fighting games, and you're right. You, what you do is you try to find their weakness. Everyone says they like the fighting game until they. Fight Can't someone win. with significant higher skills, and then it's but again, no but, fun. But doesn't at that all. come back to the idea that you have to play against people at your skill level? Yes. In fighting, is actually completely unplayable. That's the one where you can't play at all if, unless you're playing somebody on your skill level. Because with fighting, you could play a hundred matches and not even kill them once. Well, no, it's it, not. It's that can be unplayable. Whereas at least with some of the strategy games where you're on teams. Your team can win even though you didn't kill I mean, you know, and You it, can at least celebrate the victory. Right, you could hide out the whole time, camp well, away, and somebody yeah, you else could be carries like, the weight for your team. Yeah, I'll just sit there with a sniper rifle and we're, we're, kill a couple people. You know, most people are really shit at cooperating, so it's, you know, like, you can you can, you can accomplish some of this stuff, too, in other contexts. But, you know, and not that this is something that's reasonable, like, because, like, we used to do Soul you know, like, we used to do Soul Calibur back in the day, oh, but yeah. we, we would have, we would, if we, if we turn the timer off, we would have matches that went like one round that went thirty minutes because we got to we got to a point where it was it was like an actual knockdown drag out. Your count, you know, counter talking about like counter. bar life, and you got to watch that bar come down. Well, no, it, well, not- see, you, you, basically, fighting games themselves are there, there's a, there's an arbitrary you know standard in, in the standard interpretation. There is a there are two things, which is that either you run out of time, you get. You know, like some of them have concepts of arenas where it's effectively, I have to be within the circle. You know, it's like a, it's like wrestling or something like that. You have to be in the you have to be in the circle, mm-hmm. and if you get knocked out of the circle, you lose. So to answer your or question, you, I'm sorry yeah. to interrupt you, Gunner. Yeah. Um. So, yes, you run down the bar, but Gunner's talking about a different scenario where it's more about how much damage you deal within a 30 minutes. It's the same exact concept. Yeah. Yeah. It's just instead of you. You getting their health all the way down to zero. Well, it's how much damage you can 
No, no, I'm saying that the timer is off. that condition to win has been removed. So you you are you are you are literally you are actually having you know again it's not something that most it's not something that people can actually physically do, like in real the real world. But you are having a thirty you were having a thirty something minute. Oh, you're saying round. the timer's off and it's whoever it's it's, it's whoever 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 dies. Whoever di- yes, right, and it's, it, it is it die. is that it so is. So yes, the bar thing you're talking about is correct. So you keep it's going just, until no, someone's kicked somebody's just gets. just no timer. And what you have to understand yes. is when they're playing at that level. And the timer's off, which is crazy. It's a lot of footsies, which is a terminology in fighting games, which is... Backing to the corner, waiting for them to come to you. You're testing... You're maybe putting out a move, testing its... its, its uh, you're sizing someone up, essentially. You're testing mm-hmm. how, how far the move will reach, how far they will be. You're trying to also pre- purvey like this, oh, I'm going to do this again, I'm going to do this again, but I'm ready for this motherfucker on the fourth time. He's going to jump in to try and take advantage of that and exploit that, and I'm going to exploit him. Fighting games are definitely a big kind of strategy. It's it's making a mistake. It's making a mistake versus knowing how to recover from it and knowing how how to basically, the mistake that you just made is not a mistake that it's actually, you know, like, it's how information is, you know, it's, it's, it really, it comes down, I mean, like, you know, you're pressing buttons and stuff like that, but it's really just how info, how how you're picking up your information and how you're delivering information to the other person. I I don't look at it for that. I just go, oh, let me hit the buttons. I won! Well, no, because, you know, and again, like, there's, there's a certain nutty, you know, there's a certain nuttiness comes into that, but it's also like, at some point, I kind of came to the, not that, not that the freaking, you know the, the the pile of failed projects up at the house right now would probably be a testament to this. But I figured that if I was going to engage, if I was going to engage in acts of silliness, and I was going to sink that God kind of time into it. What's your game of choice? My game of choice, life. It is a big game, isn't it? <laughs> Wait, the board game or real life? Yes. Or the serial. Both. You know, my it wasn't Mikey. Is that life? Mikey eats anything. Even Mikey likes it. Yeah, it was that life, life cereal is disgusting. Did you know he didn't die on Pop Rocks? Like yes, everybody? that's that's a urban. urban he, he he died on Crack Rocks. <laughs> <laughs> I know. So another- I mean, so Gunnar, you've you've evolved. Are you saying as a person to? And this I find very interesting um, because you still game. It's maybe not video games, but you still play tabletop gaming. Yeah, your, but it, it, it's it's also I it's also board like games. this Dun- isn't a board game. It's D and D, Dungeons well, and Dragons. No, too do, much investment well. for you and I, Emily. No, board games are awesome. Board, board games, games are awesome. awesome. No, it's it's, it's Gordon it's, hates board games. Loves do they make him? Loves computer board? and console games. He thinks they're stupid. He's gonna see Billheim's. So are you uh, are you saying though table. that the I mean I definitely am interested because this Peter Molyneux thing I'd never heard, which is interesting, and you subscribe to that ideology, which is also interesting. Um, would you say what's the difference between your uh, the gaming that you do once a week with your buddies and? Maybe someone else hopping online and gaming the same way with their buddies. Um, I don't qualify it as any different. I guess okay. I, 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 we're, 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 I guess it's a crappy we're, internet connection. Well, you're a crappy internet connection. <laughs> it, 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 I came, I came to a conclusion, which is that if I was going to spend that much time in front of a, a, a keyboard. I would use that time to attempt to subvert reality rather to pretend that I'm in a different one. But that's anything. Anything's essentially supposed to be an escape from reality. That's why it's entertainment. That's why movies are meant to do the same thing. Well, Music, well, the same well, no, thing. And, and again, so this this gets this, this, and really, this is kind of where the, the ultimate conclusion of that that 
that prosthetic, you know, that, that, that you know, that, that, that sense of the prosthetic the imagination. They're all meant to I am take not, you away. I am not. I am not attacking the exercise. It is just that I came to a personal conclusion that if I was going to engage in acts of imagination, mm -hmm. I would use them to f subvert the real world with, as opposed to attempt to escape the real world. Yeah, see, for me, it's see, not I think it's complex. all meant to escape. For me, the reason I don't game purpose. anymore is because I have other stuff, that well, you got other right. stuff to no, do. It's really straight prioritization. No, if, yes. If I, if I didn't have a family, and if I didn't mm -hmm. have two jobs, and if we didn't have a hobby like this podcast, I would totally play more games. I think they're fun. What The games that I would choose would be the ones that my friends are already playing. And I would actually have to practice to get to their skill level. Everything is time relevant. Mm -hmm. You know, I think Who about we are, our, what we do with our lives, where we go. When I was in high invest. school, um, we had a really, um, really easy gym class and physical education. And the gym class, they would pretty much allow you to do whatever you want to do. You could play basketball. Um, or you had to walk the gym. Yeah, you, you could walk the gym. Sure, yeah. Kickball and, was another big one. Yeah, kickball. I hated kickball. Some uh, of them were organized, dodgeball. but a lot of the time it was All you were free sports. to do what you wanted to do. And <laughs> what I noticed was there was, at that time, because this was in the 90s, to, uh, to carbon date myself, a lot of the people were playing hacky sack. Oh, so much fun. And I wanted to excel at this game. Now, it's not a complex game. There's not much strategy in Hacky Sack, but there's a skill Hammer. level. So what I did is I would go home, and for a couple hours a night, I would practice so that I could get better, so that when I went back into school, I would be better at that game. So for me, it's more, it's more along the lines of what are my peers doing, and will it allow me to interact with them socially and also at that time I was very like you talked about how nervous and self-conscious you were I right. was very nervous and self-conscious so it gave me a little bit of confidence walking into the group saying you know what <laughs> I may suck at everything else in life but I'm good at hacky. but I'm fucking good at hacky sack so gutter I don't mean to I don't mean to extinguish your points there but I think that that's it's interesting your perspective on on why you choose not to be in video games for me it's straight up just a matter of time and resources well, you know and again it's also like lollygagging like you know like i i feel guilty about devoting time to other projects as well oh. but you know it, but it's it's especially just sitting there playing while i'm hearing fucking farm work going on in the background that's never that's never See, like and I, i'm like the opposite i do so much i mean with the clients with work at home and when i'm finally done that's my unwind that is yeah. my i use it because it is an escape Start Gran the granted they're tractor i'm relaxed granted they're candy crush and slots and stuff like that but it is because there is zero thought, and I am just whoop. I'm looking at things flash. I'm looking at things go. I'm getting well, to a different level, you know, it, and I can just not think about anything. No, and and, and to, to it's my down. Not to that, but there, there's also like the the. You know, maybe part of that too is that my job my job doesn't actually allow me to to exercise useful thought very often either nowadays, but it's. You know, again, you go you go home and you, you do your thing, but there, there's also there's also like you know, my, I used to I used to get called out. My, my my folks could always tell when I was getting super stressed mm. because I would I would take every shoe in the house and just start doing marine boot polishes on it because that's good. That's productive. Well, no, but but Everybody because it's nice be, looking shoes. Well, no, well, no, but 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 part of it too is that like it's 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 if it's done if it's done properly, it's. It is something very much that gets you kind of into that Zen mindset because you are, you, you, you're not really concentrating on it, 
but you're you're not concentrating it on the same way that you concentrate on other things because it's a very like to get to to get it to polish correctly or something like that you kind of have to go into that like immediate sense of time because you're feeling you're actually you're 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 you're, you're trying to feel when it starts dragging you know like there, there there's there's a whole level of concentration that really isn't that doesn't involve the normal part of your brain. It's a lot like knitting, right? Yes, it's actually it's it's it's, it's exactly the, it's the, it's this it's that it's repetitive. Once you've, enga- once you've engaged in this, this is what the games it, are. Well, no, but 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 no, and that's that. But that's this to 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 get to that point. Like when I work on these other projects, I mean there is there is the freaking sit down, but you know there's the the hard. Michio Kaku used to call it butt time, which is that you just you, you're staring at the desk and the paper and the console, and you're trying to figure out like a problem at a very abstract level. But there's the okay, I got to actually put this thing together on a repeated basis, and it's like as long as I'm dealing with this part, the part that you know, the part that's the part that's being smooshed by daily stress, mm-hmm. kind of just goes away. And it's you're still you're still doing something, but it's either I can do this in a game or I can do this in a thing that's uh, eventually yeah. I yeah. use this yeah. usurp reality. Usurp reality. There's some I, to I do that. that with cleaning. Yeah, with cleaning. I yeah. Just when I'm up. when I'm so stressed out or I've had a like when something crazy is going on in life, I got some bad news. I don't know what else to do. So I do something like we had discussed earlier, having control over something in your life. How some people will just mm-hmm. chop their hair off. I go to cleaning because I can make something exactly the way I want and put it where it needs to be and feel like I have some sense of control over something. Cleaning is your video game. That is probably, probably <laughs> that and playing with my kitty cat. That's cat's. the saddest thing I've heard <laughs> all week. Well, no, it's, it's, it reminds it's me. like a stress relief for me and it, and it gives me a good calming sensation. Like, I mean, I used to, well, my mom and I used to have a big issue because her, when I lived at home, I wanted things cleaner. There was dog hair, there was cat hair, there was this, there was that. I was like, it's disgusting. I got to clean, 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 clean. And I've had my mom say to me, I care about a happy home, not a clean home. And I said to my mother, a clean home is a happy happy home home for me. I said, for me, it is a different... It's a different feeling. It, it's in place. It's control. It's nice. It feels good when it's all done. Satisfaction. There's a sense of satisfaction at the it, end. It's of it. it, it's fun. It's funny because like there's 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 the psychological division, and it's like you know I'm a, I'm a ho- I'm a horrible fucking mess in life in general. And, but my house is clean. Well, no, but but you, you, because it's it's, it's funny because like you know you talk about that like we try and clean the house, but I have fucking livestock in my living room right now. <laughs> but they're so cute. But it's worth it. But no, they're but delicious. but but at the same Stop time, it. you know, like one of my you know like you go you go you go to my like my 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 work sets and like I do work, but like you look at like my fucking hair kit or my war paint kit. I thought you or, didn't like, do my hair. tool kits. Shut up. Maybe he's doing just his own. You don't know that. I also, you know, and 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 and, and got some the, underground hair and family and the wig room in the wig room. But that's that's not. But you no, know, but I mean, you look at this stuff, and it's like these are not spaces that people live in, but they're also things that are like regularly interacted with, and it's just it's like the definition because like all of that shit is like military layout. Like I can I, I know where, it, but yes, but it's like these are not conditions that you know. Again, it's it's like this is at the moment that I go to do this thing. Everything is in its fucking place. Everything is like I, I can tell you the last time that like there's fucking check sheets. I can tell you the last time that things were cleaned. You know, it, it, and it's like this is not me. This is not. If you looked at my if you looked at my car right now, this is so not fucking me as a as a human being in my daily life. But there's this entire other layer where it's like, well, shit. Hold on one second. 
I think a lot of people are like that. And that's, I think it's because there's some levels of organization that they take much more serious when it's their career. Well, but no, this isn't even a career. My car this is clean. Well, it's my not a house is clean. My workstation is clean. Law. For me, it is yeah. for every <laughs> aspect of my life. But, but I mean, I know it's because I know you prioritize like cleanliness, cleanliness so much, right? I know cashiers. Well, it helps me think. I, I can't cash. function around chaos. When things right. are out of place, I don't know what I'm doing. It's like too much. It's like uh, I know cashiers, and they will unfold every crease in a oh, bill, freaking and a. they will they will turn and face every bill, and they'll put bills in a I certain order. I would never order. make it. And it's because as soon the as the cash en- enters their hand, there needs to be a certain organization. Mm-hmm. Now, these cashiers, you go to their homes, they aren't the cleanest homes you're going to find, but it's, it's a, a level of perfection that they would like to keep with their career. In, well, it's what they're doing nonstop. They need it. Maybe it's easier for them to see the money they're pulling out when it's in a certain order like that. And, like, and as a cashier, instead of upside down or backwards. that obsession helps them, right? When when they're at the end of their shift and they're flipping through their money, if a bill is upside down, they know that there's something in their routine that 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 there was a mistake. And when somebody says, "Hey, you're off by five dollars," their brain instantly goes back to some spot in their day where they had to shuffle, where they had to jam something, right? right? It, where the process was broken. So I think in a profession, having that, um, anal is the best word I can think of, I don't know a better word for it, but having that anal level of of, uh, of, of perfection, um, I, it's it's fairly common. So I know, Gunnar, you're kind of throwing this contrast. It's like you have, you, have a, you say livestock, I assume like a, a sheep is walking through your home. Four sheep. Four They're sheep so are walking to your home. Atto I, dit, does, that atto make, does that make it easier to sleep because you can just count them? No. I want no, a goat. It actually oh, makes it worse. It makes it worse. Do you guys have Holy a goat? Shit. We don't have a goat. We have, we have three donkeys and They're four horses. They're so naughty and so cute. We may get goats <laughs> someday. <laughs> they are. Have you watched those goat videos? I'm oh, in love with them. Oh, you're talking about the baby ones. Yeah, they the bounce off each other. The baby goats that... that they're just rude, and it's so cute. Like lambs are goats. just as lambs are just as much assholes. But, but to the cleaning point, um, when I bought my home, um, and my brother, who who does, he's very good at cleaning. He's much more meticulous than I am. He's much, I guess you could say he's more anal than I am about cleaning. I've been called anal on more than one occasion. I remember there was a room, and the walls were painted white, and the windows. Some of the, the their their plastic the windows are fairly new they're plastic and some of the windows had some white paint on them from the pre the previous homeowner scraped them off so it is yes yeah it's white paint on a white plastic window and I look over at him and he's got a butter knife mm-hmm. and he's sitting there just, just I would do the hours, same thing if I had more time etching etching the white paint off of the white window mm-hmm. and I'm like what are you doing it's just white. We're gonna paint. You're not gonna be able to notice it. But I'll tell you, to this day, I walk by those windows, and I'm like, those are the fucking clean ones. Every other window in this house looks like shit because he did not take a butter knife to it. Those are the clean ones. And um, and I, I did it, and we we ended up repainting another room, and I found myself scraping the paint off. If I had the knife. time, I would do the same thing. And it makes you Meticulous. feel there's there's something you don't get it out of a video game. It makes you feel like you did something. It's like it goes back to the shoe polish. It makes you feel like you actually accomplished something and there's something in the tangible world that is just a touch better because you interacted with it. So from the prosthesis perspective, I guess in that case I can somewhat understand. Some people can only understand each other by crossing a fist. What? Yeah, I would would second that what. 
a it's a it's a Naruto reference, it but uh, was that anime? Uh, anime, yeah, um, yeah, but, it, it, but it, it, anime as well. Well, no, but, you know, and again, like maybe that's that's the that's the thing. I is like get into it. I like my the, the I, I watched know. an episode. I well, I fast forwarded through an episode of One Punch Man. I'm sorry to interrupt you, but we brought up anime was a topic uh, we had last week. Oh, right, was it last week? Uh, two weeks ago. Two weeks I think ago? Gordon needs to be part of these things. He has a lot to do with this stuff. And uh, I tried. I really tried, but I'll tell you, you say like they, it is, it's like the freeze frame with the flames everywhere. Like, why can't it just be standard scenery? Why does it have to be that? Like, why does it have to be shot that way? Because it's, because that's the point of it. It's, it, I would just do a regular show with regular schmucks if I wanted to watch that. I don't know. And and, and, and part of of it too, part of it too, part of it too is that like it's, um, the the over the topness is a narrative instrument to basically you have this guy who you, you have this guy who's effectively Buddha you know he's the un, the unstoppable like, god does look like Buddha yeah yeah but but you know but, younger but, than I expected too I figured One Punch Man would be a little bit older but, and muscular but he's he, like a little puny guy. You know, but he's a schlub. I mean, like, you know, he's like, he has a, you know, and again, the part of that spiel is that, like, he is this being of infinitesimal cosmic power, but he can't appreciate it. And the problem is, is that he's still trapped being, like, this very insignificant, you know, like, there's nothing, he didn't, he didn't, he didn't want power for power's sake. And part of, like, the over-the-topness is that, that pitch is that, like, you, you know, like, and again, I don't I know just, if you saw that first episode. It's, it's, it's just, but, but, it's some, but it's an acquired taste, though. Yeah, it's something it's, that, it's, you know, I, that was one awful. that we mentioned over and like over it. on our last podcast. And I'm like, you know what? It's on I feel like everything's Netflix. connected. You like computers. You like anime. You like games. You like this. I feel like well, everything we've discussed is, like. It is all connected. It's like what it people. Is, so what was this fist to fist thing you were oh, saying? Oh yes. Well, no. So and again, so like Crossing you know, part, part, part of it, part of, part of it is that part of it's that. I mean, all you know, all you you want to get like crude, like all activities effectively are just about the endorphin release of victory. You know, like actually, there, there, actually, there was two. Well. There was two things because which is that um, games were prosthetic or pro- prosthetic imaginations, and that modern gaming is based. Not on the joy of winning, but on inducing a sense of shame in the other people that you play with. That's terrible. Well, what's the fist crossing fist? So, the fist, so, so, so essentially, the, what, what this is saying is just like it's like a, it's derivative of like kind of like old Japanese samurai culture. You don't know who I am until I we've beaten the shit out of each other. Till we bore everything that is deep down seated inside of you, because we keep we keep these masks on right to make us help us interact oh, yes. normally, like. Like we, someone's smiling with a client when they come in. Hi, absolutely. How are you? Like I can tell you Even though I'm in a piss piss mood, I'm gonna <laughs> smile at you like, today. A lot of guys Okay, well I used to bounce for a long time. Like that was a job I used to be a bouncer. And some of the nicest guys, some of the greatest guys I've met, and some of the guys I've 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 been very close to people that hadn't seen them in their violent when, when they had to get violent didn't know who they really were. And it's almost a weird thing. Like, very, very, very close friend of mine passed away now, Larry. Dude, any, the you know, he's just big guy, he's a big black guy, and, you know, always giving hugs to the girls, like really, like friendly, not like some weird, like sexual thing, but like big teddy just bear. super friendly, just a big teddy bear. That's actually a perfect, dis- perfect description. Great, great guy. And any, you know, anybody that would have met him on that level, you know, they knew him pretty well. 
they would just think, you know, he's not capable of. Yeah, I met him once. He seems just an yeah, awesome I would not guy. Have, I would not have pictured him as a very mean guy. And he's never. He's not mean. He's not. He's never. He was never ever mean. However, when that situation happens, or happened, I should say, it's a di- very, very, very different human being you're dealing with now because the circumstances that they have to operate under have changed drastically. You don't know someone. In this sense, what it's saying is, till you've seen their fight for my life, essentially, uh, that that self, that person, you don't truly know that person thoroughly. That's kind of what you know. What I mean, you don't know what their what what their who they are essentially, yeah, or what their the what their true intent is. Right? Yeah. Exactly. You don't know that person well enough. You know, and and I guess again, not not that there's any the existential risk attached to it, but yeah, you know, like if 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 you have a good, you know, if you have a good round in a fighting game, it's kind of the you know again, there's there's I mean, like there are shit there are shit there are shit frameworks that this is executed upon, but if you have something where really it comes down to like you attempting to understand another person and them attempting to understand you, you know, it's like how sarcasm doesn't come across on the internet very well. But that's a little too much for a lot of gamers, I think. Right? Well, that no, I'm not, I'm not saying, but, you know, but, you know, to Emily's point, there's not enough. I mean, Nintendo's the one I see that's still carrying on the legend, but there's not enough just fun games. I feel like uh, I feel like most of the the gaming industry is being marketed at the uh, the cliche male that wants to strap on his headset. And be walking around a village and shooting people up. Well, it's because it's money, and it's it's because yeah, that's it's because you're because that's well, no, but, but I mean, like, you, you, I mean, like, there there are there are what the frick was that one the, the one where you had like the the long robe and you were wandering in the desert. There, but there, it was a multiplayer game. But the thing was is that nobody could talk to each other, and the only way that you could communicate, like you know, like you were in the same you were in the same world. But literally, no one could talk to each other. So you could come across somebody on their adventure, and you can't attack each other. EverQuest? No, because it was it wasn't. It, it, I don't know. I'm throwing out names that I might know. Um, it, but you know, and again, it's like you talk about that. It, it's part of the problem is is that there's been this consolidation in the industry where it's like there's only like six or seven real publishers, and nobody wants to take you know like. If you don't make, you know, again, like they've they've jacked it up, so it's like it costs so much to make a game, and if you don't make a ridiculous number, you know, like you can have we have ten millions, we 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 had like ten, we shipped ten million units, we made like what about a game like fifty um, sixty million on this game, and it wasn't a game enough. Like under is it called Undertale? Undertale. Undertale. But that's independent. That's that's an independent thing. It's like yeah, but know, independent nights, or not, right? Five, five nights about, at Freddy's. Talking about like the actual. The, the general public, right? Ju- a, a game just gets thrown at, at the general public, like Undertale, right? Mm-hmm. I, I don't even understand the, the the premise of Undertale, but what I think it's most clichély, um, if that's a word, uh, associated with is this pixelated guy fighting big pixelated bosses. Right, it's almost like a throwback. Well, it, to it, like the, the days of Contra, where you have all these things flying at you. Just straight up a fun game with a new, different twist on how the game's delivered to you. But huge, huge market there, right? But what's interesting to me now, and I don't know if this really goes to you know something that Emily would play because she may not be she may not be the the, the target 
it, the target audience may actually be somebody like uh, like one of my children, right? Where they're up and coming. You know, I have a daughter that's four. How do you get her attached to a game? Um, she mentions that Undertale game once a week, and she's four. She mentions um, another independent game. Um, I think Meatly Games is the is the uh, the publisher, and it's called uh, Bendy. And you guys have probably heard of Bendy, but it's like an old timey cartoony thing, like like an old looking Mickey Mouse, like purely black and white. Um, and they're on their they, they just released the fourth chapter of that, but. That's, you were talking earlier about the experimentation, or that's not the word that you use, but the, the risk, right? Taking that artistic, taking that creative risk. It seems like those independent games are doing that. Oh, yes. It's creating almost a subculture. Because they can afford to. And I mean, what's happening in gaming is what's ha been happening to our economy over the past 30 years. Walmart is winning. EA literally is buying awesome developers that used to take those chances like dismantling well, them or ruining well, no, them. No, because they actually, and actually really what, I wouldn't even say that they're ruining it, is that it's, they, they have made themselves too big. So the pro the problem, the problem is, is that they can't, you know, there's, there's, a, there's, a, there's, a, there's kind of a tipping point, you know, like, you know, even that games get you know games get too big, they they, they choke. But the, the a, a business has a threshold of, I can I can manage to I can manage to excrete enough waste. And intake enough, you know I I can I can get enough I can get enough sustenance and I can excrete enough waste. It's like an organism. Well, what you're you, saying you is you can't that their scale goal, past their goal is no longer con their goal is no longer creative content. Their goal is to make money. That's well, it. Yeah. No, their 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 goal is that yes, their goal is to push a platform out to make you know like because there's no you know as far as the big publishers the, the, as far as the publishers go it's to keep the stock there's no such happy. It's to keep people employed, to keep the engine turning, not necessarily to do what to, to what, produce a product. What created them to be. Well, they're not with. even producing a product. It's like it's like IBM's biggest. You know, it's like how IBM's biggest thing right now, our biggest business venture, is buying their own stock back up so they can pump their they can pump the value of the stock up. IBM doesn't actually produce products for the sake of making money. IBM. Produces products so that they can keep the lights on while they buy their stock up, so that they jack their, their return rate up, and you know maybe they'll hook you for a service contract or something like that. But you know, hey, they did make Watson. You know, know you, but you know, Watson. It, Watson was the artificial. Well, I don't know if we can call it artificial. Expert system. But it's um yeah Watson. Watson is the guy. It's the computer that beat the Jeopardy experts. Oh, okay, gotcha. That's Watson, right. yeah, yeah. which is now being repurposed for medical diagnosis, right? Mm -hmm. And it's been proved to be more accurate and more efficient than well, more efficient is probably um, is probably a loaded statement, but but Watson is actually can it can it can look at all of the symptoms, and since it, since it has all of the world's diseases at its at its um, you know at, the, at its fingertips, um, it can quicker diagnose your problem. Well, yeah, it's, and it doesn't have to suffer from the human condition, which is you're affected by different things. And one day you may be at your best, and another day you may be not at your best, and that happens with anybody from ditch diggers to doctors. And our memory is limited, whereas right. a computer's memory is not. Right. But you know, to, to the idea of these games, like. You know, maybe, maybe you know, Emily's perspective is is a little bit different because she was raised. Um, I assume was raised with the the side scrolling. You know, you get the Mario, you 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 run, you jump, you get your coins. 
Um, you get the Sonic. You know, you get the side scrolling around. Yeah, I love Sonic too. What's that dragon one? Spyro. Spyro. How did you? What was it? Spyro. Spyro. That was fun. Questing. It's child questing. I like that. Just like to me, to me, that's fun, and I would still play a modern Mario game as long as they keep those old controls and the mm-hmm. old premise. And they've done it. Simplicity um, they is had the for me. Mario Creator, and then they had another one. I don't know what it was called for the Wii U, where it was very similar side scroller, and they actually brought back elements of all of the Marios. They had like they had like a Yoshi that you could get there, but they also had like the graphics that were more of the 3D, like the modern mm-hmm. um, graphics. But it was still the side scrolling. It was it was very fun to play. That's the market that I would purchase a game from. But I don't know. Part of me wonders if that market's dying. Uh, I don't know. I mean, that's... I don't, no market is dying. Any market that's profitable will always survive. And you're, you're, that's what the Wii was, dude. Because the Wii didn't take any skill to use. It was... That's it's why, why it's hardcore fun. gamers... Wii bowling. <laughs> I know, but it, hardcore gamers like myself, which is not some... Like, like, oh, I'm a hardcore gamer, like, whatever. Like, I'm not trying to pass judgment on anyone. But, like, I don't want controls that I can actually, you know, use my hands with because it's not going to be super accurate. The technology is just absolutely not even close to being there. But I've played the Wii before, and it's kind of fun because it's kind of a gimmick, and it's totally it was totally family-friendly. But that's what makes it appealing it. is the, the non-aggressiveness like, of it for me. That's why I like it. Nintendo is a company that... First and foremost, markets to the both of you, like Trace, Emily, they are about the game itself, the gameplay, and the fun. Um, I'd say more than the big three, which is like we're talking about Microsoft, Sony, Xbox One, PlayStation, and then now the Nintendo Switch. They are ones that hardware, last place. Hardware is the last place. They have the weakest uh, hardware out of the three. Then Sony. So, but you're and, looking at it differently. You're seeing it for, like you said, the hardcore gamer. The hardcore gamer. You're right. seeing it. But I'm not. I entirely. see Surface. I'm a Microsoft fan, and I like Microsoft because of the uh, of the three systems, the social interaction and the connectivity. It's it's second to none. Like as far as partying and getting guys in the same party and finding other people to game really connect with it's way more of a social um oh gordon's got friends from like california he's never met the person but they get together almost every raid or every whatever they're doing and they form some sort of like connection and bond even though they had never met physically though right Right. like he had no idea what he looked like until he went and searched for him and then found him and said whoa that's what he looks like Like, i I have some friends that i still try to keep in touch with that i met through online video gaming it's crazy yeah it's very strange but when you spend hours and hours with them every night mm-hmm. you you start to know things about them i mean i they know expose... some things about these people and i've never met him i just right? hear from him talking to them and and whatnot which is funny well it's really fun i, I play a lot with greg shout outs to our, our friend greg johnson house, greg johnson house. um shauna could probably tell you like many things about greg she's never met him or seen him ever in her life but mm-hmm. we play a lot on online we play a lot of PUBG lately and you just can't help but talk about things and divulge stuff over time there's right? times like, gordon will be talking i'll be like oh is that sean or is that chris mm-hmm. or is that is that california guy like i can kind of sense who who's playing with yeah, but, you, you get to know him. but to touch back on that like there are still games being created <laughs> You're right. Probably most of them 
are not like the big titles that you see that probably get the most marketing push are probably not the games that you guys are referring to. Like they're kind of just purely fun, not really competitive, low stakes gaming essentially. The games that I'm into, I'm into high stakes gaming where I mean I'm not into like shaming people, but there are there's more of a chance of the community being significantly more toxic in a PUBG uh, community than, uh, let's say, a Mario community or something See, like that. See, but I like a that. lot of things like, oops, sorry. No, I like fine. a lot of things juvenile and G-rated. Like, if I read a book, I want easy read. I want something that I don't have to be like, let me look that up. Let me figure this out. See, if I play a game, I want it to be meant for kids. I like watching Shrek. I like movies that are mindless, too. Like, I like... I like the easiness because there's so much more going on in my life that I just don't want anything extra. I just See, want that's it to where, be... that's where I'm a little different. When it comes to the games, I like them. I like the games to be simple. I don't care if they're G-rated or not. I mean, I kind of Well, do. I don't necessarily if, mean G-rated because I like... Are, are what's, that, what's that card game that's real nasty? Cards Against Humanity. Cards yeah, against humanity. I love that game because yeah. it's funny. If you yeah. think that one's good, then Crabs... Crabs Adjust Humidity. Crabs adjust humidity. That's just an ad. That's just a. That's just an add-on pack, though, right? Well, I mean, like it's an expansion pack too. That is one of the funnest games. And things I love the game. Things they've made enough that it's effectively its own set at this point, anyways. Well, board games is a great topic because you like them, right? And Wade's really what Wade's topic is. What I like to be with people. Yeah, mine was specifically video games because I know that's what I'm into. I mean, I'm into board games too. I like games, period. Look, I like games, but I, what I like about my games... I like drinking in games. Me too. <laughs> and, and that's why the board game, I think, is important. And what I like about the board game itself... Emily <laughs> just stubbed her toe. No, what me. I, it was my knee. Oh, it's your knee. What, what I like about the board game itself is it forces social interaction. <laughs> now, this is something you can get out of the video games as well, but you can't get it... It's, it's very difficult, at least, to have that as a physical interaction, right? You could play a game, you could do something with holograms or have a big TV. It's not the same as having somebody in person. You but can we're drink. back to perspective. You, yeah. you might see these games as bringing people together, but because I'm not the gamer, and I'm not with my boyfriend playing these games, I feel like it's pulling him away. Right. So he's, he's seeing it as I'm playing with friends, I'm being interactive, and I see it as an Bye, see you later. I'll come to bed sometime. Yeah, I mean, how could you be involved tonight? unless he says, you know what? Join the game, go in spectator mode, and just talk shit. Like, how else could you be... Like what? Put on some headphones like this and just listen in and be Yeah, part? but even then, I mean, it would it would get I old. I couldn't do that. It would get old. He's got... He needs special headphones and special things so he can hear the footsteps coming. Yeah. So he knows when someone's Well, you gotta know him. what direction to come oh, from. Oh, he has, he has like special screens and video cards and everything else. So it's just that do they have split 5.1 headphones? second faster. So you can hear in front and well, in back? Yeah. They uh, do, it's called, but it's not... Microsoft Sonic? Is that what it is? That yeah, what it is? but they're not really... They're not really... The... the audio layer as far as that goes isn't really super they kind of have dropped off as time has gone it's on. an emulation essentially I mean, it's, but it's, yeah, it's not bad my boyfriend's big into all that everything but, has to be the biggest well, the fastest the best i mean like pixels, actually this get yeah and you want to you, you get to you get to certain levels of nuttiness so i want to call him nutty no no there there there's there there is there is so you start he spends you, money on fake clothing no, well, no, no. I, I'm saying like, you, you get no, you know, like, or no. fake gear or something. I like know that. what you're talking I, I about. I do the fighting wrong. thing. We do the fighting thing, like you know, because like the, the the fighting game thing, your heart. You, you want everybody running in the same because you you start getting this stuff like you you want hard frame counts because the behavior of the the game is determined by 
like where it is in this frame of animation and something like that but like you get to those first person shooters and you start getting into stuff where like you know you, how many milliseconds the action takes to get to the monitor um, yeah i used to use a wired mouse because the the very slight latency from yeah. a wireless mouse was too much um, and it would it would muck up my shots. But you, you get to you get to the super competitive part of this stuff, and it's like freaking watching like the, the people who do day trading and stuff like that, where you have people who will actually go out and find like old first gen i7 like the x58 motherboards and stuff like that because there are input lag issues with a, DD, a ddr4 system versus ddr3. So you have to have a video card and a CPU that can actually like support that but you also like depending on the memory that you're running it actually there are actual verifiable physical delays between when you send a command to it on a ddr3 system versus a ddr4 and you know your, your monitor like what is it john carmack with vr it was one of the issues he was having with hdmi is that the input lag between when a frame comes off a frame comes off the back of a video card to your headset it takes longer for that to route over that like six foot HDMI cable than it does to send a TCP IP packet from New York City to freaking Los Angeles. But I mean, that's kind of like, I mean, if you're like you're racing a car, for example, you have the same types of constraints, right? You don't, you don't put a drag racing motor in a NASCAR, right? Because yeah. you're just going to sit there and smoke your tires or you're, um, you really need, you need it to be a finely tuned machine. And what you're saying is that people go they get crazy enough where they're actually not getting the best spec machines because they actually don't perform the best. They're buying a machine that is finely tuned for the game that they're playing. Yes. Yeah. And, and I think that's where the consoles win. In my opinion, the consoles win because everybody's on the same playing field. Whereas when, with it, when you get into the, the, the PC gaming, I used to play one of one of my favorite guys. I used to play with. He used to his his handle was Purple Dino. I don't even know what his real name was. And Purple Dino would play on an old piece of crap laptop, and he would use the trackpad. That's insane. On a first person shooter. So what happened was he was not able to shoot people. He, his aim was not good enough with a trackpad to shoot people. So what he would do is he would just spend the entire game setting up traps, and it was such an interesting gameplay, right? Because I guess it, it's to the PC's uh, to the to the PC's credit, it, it brought creativity out. But I don't know too many people that would have put up with that shit. No, he just happened to be a guy that learned how to, you know, he, he learned to work within his um, within his restrictions, and he was able to be creative by it. But that's why I think the consoles win. You you all get the same controller. You all get the same uh, for the most part. Relatively. It's changing now. Yeah, yeah, yeah. It's changing now because now they're having second and third editions of these gaming consoles. Right, right. like the Xbox One X and the S. The we have all Pro. of them. And some <laughs> multiples of the same thing. Wow. And not that I play them, but we also have VR and and I mean the, every game system you could have, we have it. I'm pretty sure. Did you say VR? Yes, he's got those. Oh, they make me so sick. I put that on and I'm like, it's so ugh, real. I don't know. Yeah. It's fun. I don't, don't mind. Does the that VR. clip into one of the headsets or is it standalone? I don't know that much about the it's, VR. It's a headset. I don't know, and he connects it somehow to. Usually, uh, I don't know anything about it. I'm not sure. I don't know. I don't really. I don't really. The stuff VR. just exists me, but he has like a really kind of expensive headset and mm -hmm. the little thingies and. He's Probably got the switch. He's port. got the 
uh, NVIDIA or NVIDIA. Oh, so it would be on the PC then, right? No, it's no. not a game. It works on the console? Mm -hmm. um, we connect. We've got the Xbox 360, One Xbox. What's the newest? There's One X is the newest. One X. The S was before that. Xbox and Xbox backwards or something. I mean, actually, I mean, yeah, and not that, not that, I mean, you know, you talk about the collection and stuff like that, but it's too, it's like, I also kind of, you know, like, I, I probably would be playing games still as well, but, um, all of my nutty warp reality stuff. It, you know, it's also a matter of money because, like, you know, that's a significant. Oh, yeah. well, how, we how much of kids. an investment is that, that library? How much of that investment <laughs> right? is that library? Um, you know, his gaming his, chair yeah. was quite expensive. He's got three mon he's three got or four monitors set chair. up on. He's got what? Does it have the speakers built into the chair? No, it's not that one. But it's got uh, the arms elevate and lower. The whole thing reclines and goes back. He's got a pillow. He can nap in the thing. He sleeps in it sometimes because it's so comfortable. You know, like when, um, I, when I was younger, I had a collection like that too. But. Mounts to, to elevate them. Uh, special K, 4K, 5K screen. He plays with, th with three screens? There's three screens because he games. He's probably not going to like that I'm talking about this stuff, but he games and he social media and he, he also likes to do like um, he watches Twitch. So he watches other people game and stream and do stuff, which I don't quite understand. I don't know why you want to watch a person play a game. <laughs> if you're learning from it, I mean, I guess that makes sense. But, I mean, so he has three different screens for three different purposes, I, I guess. And, and does he have them all going at once? Yeah. So mm -hmm. he'll play So he'll be playing, the and then he might, through. during a loading period for a game, mm -hmm. he might turn over and look at something. He likes to watch certain people, and he'll comment to them and, and what they're doing and stuff. And, again, I have no problem with any of this. This is his hobby, this is what he loves. My biggest thing is how much time it consumes from, from our our relationship. That's what I don't like. That's okay. I just Netflix while he plays. That's fine. Watch, watch Lost in Space. Netflix and show. We're gonna get into that. It's, it's pretty we good. We have a lot of shows. A lot. I'm wait, we're waiting for Stranger Things season three. Mm -hmm. i about that. Oh, well, I think that's going to call it an end for this episode. Uh, Emily, thank you so much for oh, coming no and joining us. I'm going to do it again if you'll have me. Uh, we will yes. absolutely have you back. That's great. We're great to hear. Thank you, everybody, for uh, joining in. This is the Friendship Snake Podcast signing off. Ride the snake. Ride the snake. <laughs>